This podcast recorded live from the Urban Fly Company Studios. And we are back for another week of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Around the table with me today, we have Mark Burns from Urban Fly Company. Big man on the board, Chris Sims. Hey, fresh off his trip from Florida, Jim Franklin. He's back, everybody. He's back. And uh, I'm Jason Thompson. Uh, And here's what we'll be talking about tonight. Uh, We'll get into Jim's trip and uh, his... He has some things he needs to sell, and we're going to try to sell them on 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 air here. Maybe we'll, some, maybe somebody will pick something up, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna be getting we're gonna be selling some of his old equipment he doesn't need anymore. Um, archery season's coming up. Jim and I are going to get into that. He put some things out. I'm getting into putting in my tree stand here, cutting down some trees to get there, and uh, you know, I'm getting a little excited. You know, it's it's not too far along. Tis the season. Yeah, man. it's it's getting there. Starting to see deer with horns. Um, We'll get some local fishing. It's been a little lackluster, but we've all done some little tiny just here's and there's. Uh, um, some bogus rod review and uh, Jim's airing of grievance. And we'll talk about the beast because we're all still getting excited about that. Absolutely. Um, we might get into a little bit of some some manhood changing, too, later, <laughs> later in this podcast uh, to uh, Mark's dismay. Uh, but before we get to all that, uh, who are we sponsored by, Mark? We've got Yeti built for the wild, Sims Fishing. Check them out at simsfishing.com, Cortland Lines, and we've got Arex, fresh and saltwater hooks. Check them out at arexhooks.com. Friends of the show, Ryan Evans up at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis, down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our buddies over at Muskie Fool, and as always, the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, sponsors of the Beast of the East. So, before we get to Jim's uh, <coughs> Florida trip, man, that Yellowstone's good. Yeah, Boy. it's, yeah, it's crazy it. good. Yeah, we talked about it last week how good it was, and I ended up having my brother-in-law open a bottle on a Wednesday evening. Oh, that's smart. With a few other friends. <laughs> and, uh, boy, wow. That stuff is good. It yeah. is so good. It's real good. Oh, man. It's like Werther's. Yeah, I, uh, that's exactly right. I had had some on ice that night on the podcast, mm-hmm. but the next day I came down, you know, after I got off work and got home, came down and took a little sip out of the bottle just to get a real taste of what it like actually tastes like, you know, a little more, mm-hmm. get, get the real taste, get that nice caramel taste afterwards. Oh my gosh, is that stuff good? It's good. It's hot, but it's not rock your night hot, right? Like you get a little bit of that forward alcohol but not enough to ruin everything else that's going on i thought it was uh something different i saw was there's the bottle he had was 115 proof oh this one's 119 yeah each bottle's going to be different yeah yeah from different barrels you know things that Mm. you learn along the way and being a bourbon connoisseur yeah you're getting there and let me tell you why that is, Jay. <laughs> because Chris uh, brings 7,000 bottles of bourbon over here. No, no, no. Why the, why the proof is different in different oh. barrels. Uh, it's generally based on how high in the rickhouse that barrel is. So the higher in the rickhouse, the hotter it is up there, mm. the faster the water evaporates out of that barrel. So if you're, well, I'll use four roses as an example because they only go six high in their rickhouses. So their bottom barrels uh, are lower proof and their uh, their top barrels on the on the sixth are are significantly higher proof so and there are some rick houses that go 20 30 high 
So that's that's why you get uh, higher proofs in different bottles, Jay. Awesome. His must have been a little lower. Yeah, but still delicious, probably. Yeah, taste exactly the same. But yeah. Oh man, just thought it was something different. You know, I was like, man, I looked at the bottle, I'm like, huh, that's one fifteen. I thought the one we had was 119, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. But, all right, Jim. I had to get into that just a second. Uh, what happened in Florida? And so how, how uh, would you go down there for? Uh, was it a good time? Yeah. Uh, so it was a great time. We'll, we'll start off with that. You know, it's a beautiful place. It's really, really hot down there. Um, very fair-skinned, and I'm not meant for that kind of environment. We'll start with that. Um, I got burnt up pretty bad. So my tan set in now, but it was a miserable couple days there for a hot second. You call that tan? Uh, I'm wearing <laughs> pants for a reason here, bud. <coughs> what were you tanning? Uh, were you out laying out in the in your uh, speedo? No, my fair body was all right. So I guess I we went out day two. That I, let's just do the whole thing. So the reason I went in to Florida, okay, uh, my girlfriend's dad was getting remarried, so that was the whole reason for going to Florida. We were in Anna Maria Island. It's on the uh, the Gulf side of the Panhandle. It's probably like 25 minutes away from Sarasota. It's its own little like tourist island. Great, great nightlife. I will say that it was a great time there. You know, walking around and being able to do all the stuff that we did do. But it is ridiculously hot in Florida in July. So I, I'm hearing from everybody that this is like the worst time. And these are all seasoned veterans of Florida. Like these are all these leathery skinned old tourist people <laughs> that are sitting there with toe rings on in the, the sand. The hot know? dog that's been on yeah. the roller for yeah. fourteen exactly. hours. <laughs> so, so they're they're telling us, Oh yeah, yeah, you are not from here, huh? I'm like, uh, obviously because of my, you know, red complexion at this point. <laughs> I uh, obvious that I'm not from here. So No from Ireland, okay? Yeah, they, yeah. You got Scotland or something. Something yeah. really white. But um Go down there and got sunburnt really bad. I was so conscious of making sure that I put 50 all over the top of my body the first day that we went <laughs> to the beach. I mean, I was like a nervous wreck about getting sunburnt. I forgot to do my legs. Oh, I no. forgot to put sunscreen on my legs. So luckily enough, I've had you know shorts on enough before I went down there. So my calves and everything at least didn't get torched up. But the bends of my knees on the back and my feet, it felt like I had shackles of fire on. I have to ask you, how did the back of your knees get sun? Were you like literally was just laying the, on your belly sunbathing? That, that was coming out of the ocean the first time and just laying down on my towel. You know, gotcha. just kind of just chilling out for a second. 38 Didn't seconds. Didn't take long. <laughs> did not take long. Didn't take long at all. I was sizzling. <laughs> But uh, <coughs> went down there, did did the whole wedding thing. But I was gonna, you know, follow Mr. Diaz's lead and go try to catch some snook. And I got my ass beat by these snook on this island. I seen snook the first day. It was the really the only day that I could, had a moment to fish for him because it was the day before the wedding. Right. So went out in the morning, fished all morning until it got really really hot, and then went back. I moved one fish in the tide right next to a pier that first morning. And that was it. I didn't really see anything else on the beaches. But uh, day two, we went to a bar the night before that. It was like an outside, like tiki bar style thing. And there was a pier there. So I noticed like all of these other little piers that came off. They all said like tre no trespassing, private property, stay out, you know. But this one didn't have any signs anywhere. So I was like, <laughs> hmm, if I get up early enough, I could come back here in the morning. So that's what I did. 
I went back that second morning, and uh, my girlfriend ended up coming tagging along with me on this one. Cool. And we're walking down this pier, and I got to the second little jet off where the boats can pull in, and there was two of them sitting right there, and they were enormous. I mean enormous. Those are Magnum, like, off a magazine snook. And I, like, stopped. It was like seeing, seeing like, a trophy deer out in the middle of the woods, and I'm just like, oh, my God, they're right there. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a saltwater guy. So this is my first go-around in saltwater, period. So I'm just kind of right. winging it. And then I'm on tourist island to boot. So, I mean, these fish are, if you look at up and down all these fishing piers, there are people everywhere, nonstop, the entire day. And, like, you can go in and rent rods, go in and get bait up by, like, the bucket load. And there was bait everywhere on top as it was. And I wasn't seeing any fish coming up and busting anything or anything like that. So it was kind of really weird. But I think that they're just super pressured on that island. Because the fish that I did see, other than the one that I seen out in the surf, that was the only one that I had that chased anything. Everything else just kind of watched it. At one point, I dropped a clouser down in front of this one's face and just kind of popped it up and down. And he just, you could see it. They're not running away from it, but they're just, they're out of there. They don't want nothing to do with it. Right. Sheep's head galore seen so many sheep's head but unless you were uh, a piece of coral or a piece of barnacle on the side of a dock you weren't gonna get one of those yeah they're tough to hook you didn't have your barnacle fly no i didn't have my barnacle fly on that one hmm. <laughs> but uh all in all the florida trip it was great the wedding was great food was good had to uh what was shack the food? The, huh what was the food uh we had a lot of mahi nice. ton of mahi nice cool. yeah. i mahied out for a while but um, I also had, uh, for lunch the one day, I had alligator bites. Mm. So that was nice. Alligator, that was... You had your alligator? I had my alligator. I finally got that off my bucket list. And boy, I got to tell you, we're getting an alligator. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it, it was really They're good. phenomenal. Yeah, every time Especially we... as long as you don't overcook them. That's it, yeah. That's yeah, I could see that you could overcook that yeah. really easy. Because it's, like, it's not like a meat like chicken, but it's not a meat like fish either. It's kind of like a... A halfway in between. It's almost like trying to cook a scallop, but yeah, doing yeah, that with yeah. a little thicker texture. That's a good mm -hmm. comparison. Yeah, a little, little thicker texture. It's like a yep. like a chunky frog leg. Yep. Very much so. Boy, yeah. is it good. Yeah, it's they are phenomenal. It's I've had really good. Quite a bit. They're yeah. Oh yeah. To uh, food was great. Atmosphere was great. I had to videotape a wedding, so that was like my gift to them. I'm doing like a little video edit for them, so Very been working nice. on that. Nice and. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. It's really hot there. I mean, if again, everybody down there told me that July was the absolute worst time to be in Florida. They it's said stupid hot here. Yeah, it's, it's still it's the worst time to be yeah. here. Yeah, it's worse. shit's been it's terrible. Worst time to be anywhere right now, unless you're, I don't know, East like North Carolina to Mass probably. That's about yeah. the only tolerable because the water's still relatively well. That's probably still. Dude, pushing uh, eighty there. Jersey, the Jersey beaches are like seventy-four degrees right now. Ooh, okay, they're even getting pretty doggone hot. Yeah, but Cape Cod, Cape Cod's different because it's got its own ecosystem. Like the hottest it ever gets up there is like low eighties, right, right on the. So it's it's nice, but even then, like eighty-three with <coughs> any humidity, like yesterday, yesterday was un comfortable mm -hmm. i was outside oh. trying to do some more electrical work i'm just standing there and i'm like i'm not doing this there was <laughs> one day done there was one day i just not to talk I mean just the heat around here but <clears throat> one day i worked this week they said it was 73 on, on my phone it was 85 i mean it was there was not a bit of wind and it had to be 92 percent no, i mean we're starting humidity. off with morning. I mean, I, i'm pulling siding off the side of this house and putting siding on and, and it's all in the direct heat 
And I'm just all out there, just, oh, my gosh. We've got morning water temps, 76 to 78, going to 78 to 82, depending on the water. So one of them I saw hit 84 the other day. Wow. You even mentioned your your family went on a little trip and they terrible Mm -hmm. sleeping because it was just so warm trying to sleep at night. Yeah. I had to turn the AC on finally. We got one night Tuesday night, so looking like the low is going to get to 59. That's the lowest they're calling for. Ooh. I'm actually, I'm looking forward to that. Get up at dark and leave early. Mm-hmm. Get a few hours in. I'm down. God, a 59-degree day would be a blessing right no, now. No, that's a morning. I know what I mean, but just period, yeah. like outside <laughs> that's temperature. That's a low. Yeah. <laughs> just experience it for a little bit. Can't wait for fall. Although, I always say that. that. that Those September mornings, I remember goose hunting. They're like, yeah, it's. It's going to be 54 degrees, but it's like 95% humidity in those early September mornings. And then 27 minutes later, it's 90 degrees. Yeah, and there's steam it's coming <laughs> off everything. <laughs> it's, it's the, and you're picking up decoys, and it's the worst. I, I like the end of September. The beginning of September can... I don't need it. Well, it's, it's like a tease because you're like, all right, here it is. And then as soon as you get past morning, it's like, uh, you get your, never mind. Well, you get your cold front and then followed up by another couple 90 degree days. Yeah. False fall. <clears throat> well, well, Jim's having a yard sale. <laughs> and we're going to start auctioning things off right here on the podcast. Um, but, okay. Jim is a recovering center pinner. And... We really want him to get rid of this equipment so he doesn't have that thought in the back of his head. He might want to pick it up again sometime and really, really, you know, do something that he shouldn't do. You're yeah, afraid like, of a relapse. Yeah, yeah we like, don't want you to relapse back into the world of center pinning. Yeah. Like so he's having, a, he's having a, an on-air intervention. Yeah, we're, we're t- I'm trying, okay? So you have a, a nice run. Well, I don't, if, they're if still an, called rod. Any, if anybody out there has the uh, desire to... Purchase and or know somebody who wants to purchase a Kingpin Imperial and a Raven Helix XL in a couple Lama glasses, let me know. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about the it's about the look I would have uh, I would have expected. So we have a a nice Come Raven. Again? We have a nice Raven, and we have you said what's the real? I got a Kingpin Imperial. <laughs> a Kingpin Imperial. Those I would imagine it's like. They are what English made thirteen. Yeah. What they're thirteen inches around? No, what the hell? We're not out here fishing with I'm, a pizza wheel. I'm joking, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a five seventy five. So it's five and three quarters of an inch. And <laughs> if I do, wow, that's still you, pretty damn big. You exchange yeah. handles. You go over to one of them knobs yeah. you have for like steering a school bus. <laughs> you got a ship's wheel hanging on the side of this thing, or like so, an eight, or like an an A's Cadillac. The, yeah. the people yeah, those <laughs> people used to have those. The, the suicide knob. Oh, yeah. yeah, hell yeah. I have one on my boat. Yeah. See, you would have been. You had see your boat. So your boat wheel was is real. <laughs> <laughs> this that size. Okay, but uh, but if it makes you feel any better, do you have any of the buoys? Are you selling like seven thousand buoys with it? Buoys, buoys like the things they hook up to them with seven thousand anchors, and then they s- put this huge buoy on top, right? And you just wing this big thing out there, this buoy, and just boom, 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 and it just. Most people call it a float or a bobber. Oh, okay. A buoy? Well, I use a bobber. It's not a bobber, that's for sure. A bobber. We use strike indicators. We we try to sound... Oh, you got to sound fancy. We're fancy about it. It's a bobber. 
I don't know. Oh, I mean, he throws, float, that, man. he throws that thing out. It's got like GPS coordinates <laughs> and it tells the wind. And it's like having Noah right on his little bulber. It's like a little drone. <laughs> Not that serious. <laughs> 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 What's the suicide wheel like, for? In case it goes over the falls two miles down. Yeah. <laughs> in my, case they're going to fish in front of 700 fly fishermen. My days of whole hogging are over. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, reformed. Yeah. I, have to, I have to fish in front of everybody else and below everybody else. I'm like, dude, this guy's fishing below me. Not just the app, uh, not like into the hole. Below me. I not want you. it all. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, most yeah. importantly, we're proud of you for making the steps you've made. Yeah, you know, this far. I haven't picked it up. I haven't picked it up. I I took it to New York with me on my first trip to New York last year, and I never used it. It sat on the bank the whole day. Awesome. Mm. I used a fly rod, and then I never brought it back with me. And I did six trips to New York. Those last are year. real steps. And you know what the final step is? <laughs> Beard growing Getting in. that shit <laughs> out of that. Out well, of they're your collecting <laughs> dust. They are collecting <laughs> dust. So that's yes. what I'm saying. That's. If they're, if they're not there at all, then you'll never use it again. Mark's told me on more than one occasion, <laughs> and, hey, don't you, you can just sell your center pin stuff. He always drops that in there every now and again, like, oh, man, this is sweet, but damn, is it expensive? Oh, you can just sell your center pin stuff. That's right. That's how this whole conversation started. Yeah. Yeah, Jay, I Jay asked them, hey, did you sell your center pin stuff? And, uh, no, Jim, the conversation started with Chris over there nagging with Hatch Reel, going, oh, Jim needs a Hatch Reel. <laughs> That's really how it's done. Yeah, and then you were like, well, those are quite expensive. And then you were, and then I was like, well, if you sold all your... Yeah, and you asked if he did stuff. it, and he's like, well, you know, I'm going to... And we're like, so no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to sell it. No, no. It, no. Sounded, it sounded like, oh, man. Uh, so here we are, uh, pressuring. Haggling. He's just yeah, waiting for pressure. season to come when someone breaks a rod and you're in dire need. So you can sell it for... Yeah, sell it, premium. sell it in prime time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Quit itching over there, all right? We're not. You're not going to use it again. There, are, there musky are, fishing that time. Yeah, steelhead season's gone now. I'll have a giant musky feather jig on the bottom of his center pin, drifting it down. You'll show up, show up at the musky spot with a center pin rod. I've never physically thrown anybody out of my boat, but I am. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm willing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, buddy, we're. Well, so uh, sell your stuff because seriously, you said that reel is I, I five, can, five six hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a Chippewa and a Behemoth, right? That, probably not the line, but a Chippewa and a Behemoth. That's <clears throat> there you pretty go. good for a reel you don't use anymore. Yeah, I mean total yeah. that that one setup with that kingpin on it with the closer on it and everything. I mean, if you were to buy that brand new retail, what's I a mean, closer? That's that's a rod. That's called a closer. Blade McGlass makes them. It's all carbon fiber. It like, don't get cold, man. Like it's the rod you use. Like you're catching the fish with this. Yeah, that's the that's the float rod. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's a lamb and glass closer. Okay, but what's I mean, the Raven? The Raven? That's the Helix Helix XL. That's a reel. Oh, okay. And the other Kingpin's a reel as well. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, got another lamb and glass red line for that one. But. They're it getting like sold, Jay. We, we need an interpreter, sold. like in the corner doing hand motions, so we guys, know what the hell yeah. he's saying right now. Yeah, you guys, now you know how I feel half the time. No fucking <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I no, now fair. you know how I feel half the time. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Yeah. Ha-ha. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Just shut up and put it about six inches from the bank. You'll I'm just going to put it on Facebook Marketplace <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We, I, we were making a joke, but if anybody does want those things... 
Yeah, yeah message get a hold me. of him. Yeah, yeah he'll, get a hold of me. I'm willing help. to piece it out, part it out, sell it, whatever. Get rid Let's of it. Get rid yeah, of we got to get rid of it. Yeah, it has to not fly. be a part of this. I need more fly gear anyway, so. There you go. I like it. So, something we all need more gear at and something that, you know, geez, there's a ton of gear involved. Archery season is coming up, and it's right around the corner. I'm so excited. Excuse me? Um... This will be my whoa! Hey there, sweetheart. <laughs> this will be my uh, first archery season. Getting out there, I think. Oh, I'm not my first. Get. I think I'm going to be a little more serious about it this year. I'm going to try to be more serious about it this year. I'd like to take my first deer with a, with with a bow this year. I, I I haven't yet. Are you ready to focus on one animal in particular? Because I know that I seen the one that was behind. You know. Over well, that's what we talked day. about last week, and probably not. I will probably end up shooting a doe if it comes to me first. First three on top, you smoking it? I no, <laughs> I no, I can't do that here in PA. Uh, it has to be eight or seven. Well, it has to be yeah, like three split. on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three on top. Yes, exactly. If it's legal, sure, it's going down. I don't care. I'm I'm very disappointed. Well, he, dude, I, I'm not some great white hunter. I'm not either. Uh, I'm just guy who want, likes to archery shoot. I shot a lot now that I've shot league for a couple years. I went out and shot a couple arrows into the bag the other day. Pretty good. They were a little high. I was a little close, I think, at first. I didn't have like 20 yards marked out or anything. I just stepped back so far. So you're a streamer fisherman. It's casted woolly bucket. He's a center pinner. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was a little close at first, but they're all hitting high. And then I stepped back and uh, tucked behind my car and... Whack, whack, perfect. Put them all within about, I don't know, inch, inch and a half maybe. So I just shot about 15 arrows. At that point, I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. Felt felt comfy, you know. About the same as I left archery league, it felt like. Yeah. So feel good. I'm ready. Go shoot something. At least, I like I said, I wanted to feel at least, I want to feel comfortable if I'm out there. You know, I don't want to feel like I might make a bad shot and injure an animal and not get it, and just be losing arrows, and that's not what I'm out yeah, there for. Yeah, it's never a good time, man. Yeah, I've, I've lost a that. couple decent ones yeah. to, you know, some small things, and it's better off to go out and practice. Yeah, and so, I, you know, I'm going to keep shooting, you know, 15 arrows every other day here, or, one, you know, a few times a week, whatever it be, just to keep in, yeah. You know, Got to keep, keep the form, going. man. Yeah, I, I didn't, hadn't shot that new bag I won, so I went and shot that bag. It, nice. Man, real nice. like it. So, it's like I'm gonna aim right at the bee's eyeball. So, uh, <laughs> so what's so what's your game plan? Well, I mean, what do you think? What are you gonna do differently this year? Well, in years past, I've just hunted other land. I haven't actually hunted my own land. Uh, so I have a tree stand, like I talked about last week, sitting over in the corner, and I'm I cut my grass back to as far as I could back in a path back there, just uh, this weekend, and I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take the hedge trimmers. Kind of cut my little self a little path back into the uh, like the more open woods, and then find a big tree. There used to be a path back there, and I used to keep up with it a little more. And uh, boy, I've let it go. And that back field I have, I have like a little two-acre field behind my house. It it's growing up a lot in the last two or three years. I felt like it's just gotten huge, real tall now. Used to be a lot smaller. We moved in probably six years ago, and. Uh, so I went back there and man, it looked like a wall of trees. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to take the hedge trimmers back there and do some, do just, some work. Just remember, don't, don't move a whole lot. 
All right. I had an old guy tell me one time that, all right, so if I were to come into your, your house while you were at work and I moved your couch six inches away from the wall, you'd notice that, wouldn't you? Sure. Same thing. So you know you got a big one back there. I wouldn't do a whole lot, man. Think, play the game. Yeah, I think yeah, I, don't I have look to. Just for a big tree, find I, well, where he's n- moving. Oh, sure, stayed. absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna look for a sign and post myself up somewhere. Yeah, my dad's notorious for he wants to cut hallways through the woods. Don't do that. No, I'm cutting a path on the edge of my field, basically, just to get up through it. I was actually almost just thinking about talking to the neighbors and saying, "Hey, can I just walk?" Because they have theirs cut all the way back, mm. and I could just cut back and jump a little fence and just get right into where I want to go, and that might even be easier for me. What you need to do, and this is just in my opinion, you need to see which ways your winds are coming and going because then that... Well, I know which way they're coming and going. Well, I, I'm talking about the wind, which way your wind's blowing whenever yeah. you're entering and exiting. Well, I know which way it's always going. So it's then, not always going to go the same well, way. Yeah. It's going to change. 99% of the time, the, 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 or we'll say 80% of the time, it's coming from... West to east. Yeah, you know, eighty percent of the time <coughs> do get well, west wind. Yeah, west to east. That it's, changes it's, it's, to I'm a saying, day. Yeah, though, I mean, too, it moves. It, it'll move. You know, south and it'll come in from the different ways a little more. But lately, we've been getting a storms from air wind from everywhere, east, south, a yeah. lot of south, all the degrees, some some north. And now, how do you think we got the okay. smoke down here? Wind sure. out of the north. Well, it comes yeah north. It'll go northeast, or it comes southeast mm, or northeast. Sure. It always moves it out always that depends. way. You know what I mean. It, just, Primarily. just just make sure that your entrance lines up with the way the wind's going. Yeah, usually it will. Make sure you're staying away from any kind of bedding cover. Make sure your wind cones away from where you plan on hunting. Yeah, I mean you're walking straight west at that point. Yeah, going walking straight into the west. Mm-hmm. So. so I think it'll most of the wind will be in my favor. Well, yeah, if it's not, just don't hunt <clears> it that <throat> night. Blow it into it. Yeah, as long as well, I, and I they're gonna come out of that that thicket there. So I don't see why they wouldn't. That's that's a perfect transition spot for them right there. They got thick. They got field on both sides, and it's just thick all the between the middle of it. That's Why don't perfect. you walk in from the right and go in? That's that, what I was saying. I'm, gonna, I'm walking in from were, the right. Oh, I thought you were talking about the left. No, I'm you. walking in from the top yeah. right, actually behind my neighbor's house already because I own all that too, all the way up. And there's like a path that used to go up through there. Yeah, do just that and a find little, out kind of where it's just a little going. less. That's because you're <clears> more incognito going in, and then mm-hmm. find a tree that's going to give you the best lanes and just. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to sit at the top of that hillside because they're going to come off from the bottom, I think, near near like, near like the horse pasture. That's what I'm saying. I think that deer, where that deer ran earlier at the beginning of the year, I think that's – it looked yeah, he'll like be that heading, was heavily trafficked. He'll be heading through. like in a in – uh, I mean, I'm, I'm making arm gestures because they know what my backyard looks like. But Where's feed, though? That's going to be yeah, the biggest true. part yeah. because is he going to well, stay here come there or are the doe's going to go to feed and what happens you know where's where's he going for well, food? Oh just a couple there? is it a back couple straight? doors down That's what, so yeah, yeah he's going to be leaving there yep. and then coming out so he's going to be going to or fro that Sure you know because that's his bedding area there that's a safe area they got right there they can lay right back there all that they want to yeah, do that's but I'm he's saying. not eating there and there's no water there You don't want to blow So he's going to go to water and food so the only time he's going to go is going to go one of them two ways. And if you can figure out which way, he's gonna, it's going to help you a lot of it, too. Sure. Because that's going to be the only reason they're going to leave that area. Yeah. Well, until rut, and then they'll leave there. It, yeah. yeah uh, well, hopefully, hopefully females are there. But, well, as soon as they, but bow season's going to be before <laughs> rut. You're going to yeah. have four, three, four weeks to hunt before rut kicks in. So you're still going to have that deer at natural mm-hmm. movement. So if he does try to leave 
or if the does do go leave to go to get food. Because, like, behind, like, where my house is, right now, you can go out almost every time of the day and there's deer there. And come rot, they're gone. Oh, sure. It's just the bedding area, I don't know what it is. There's not really food food. It's the field, so they're there in the field. But you'll have bucks that come moving through there. So when I hunt it, that's really, you barely ever saw does. Come March, boom, there's eight to ten does in that field every single night. So it's like you're going to have a window in between that happens. So you got to remember there, too, once that rut comes, yeah, he may go, but he's still going to be there that first couple weeks of season when it's hot. He's still going to be doing what he is right now if you're seeing him now doing it. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a couple weeks, but it's got so big back there. It's tough to see anything at this point. But It's getting to be about that time, man. Go back, find a tree, and put a camera on it. I mean, you can pick yeah. up a camera oh, yeah. for cheap right oh, now. Oh, no, I know. We're, my wife wants one just to see what's back there, and I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you what's back there. A bunch of raccoons, a bunch of possums, a bunch, bunch of deer, probably some turkeys, uh, <laughs> everything. I mean, you're going to want to get that tree stand up in the next week or two. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would do that as going soon as to possibly do can. it this week. I wanted to do it this past weekend, but... I couldn't, uh, didn't have the uh, manpower around. Dad was out. Next day it rains, man. Just go out and get her done. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that was always always a go to. Do it in the rain. The rain's gonna wash away any scent you leave behind, and it's one and you're in and you're out, and it's just less invasive. Man, I opened up the door yesterday, and there was one standing about 15 feet from my garage, and I could not stop wincing at the time. I like reached for him, like no, 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 and it was right off the porch, just boom, lunge and just full run, and I just like walk and like, yep. Holy out to the middle of the field, just chase them. My kids chased the fisher uh, on Friday. <laughs> they oh, they, they you saw them again? Yeah, they thought it was a cat. <laughs> so they went inside and they're like, "Mama, Mama, we always got the cat." Mom's like, "Claire's like, what cat?" They're like, "Well, it might have been an otter." And I was like, "Okay, it's it's the fisher." <laughs> and Claire's like, well, "It'll attack them." I was like, "It probably won't." And I'd rather have it than porcupines. So the fisher stays. Because I've got two big, stupid dogs that would love to sm- sniff the butt of a porcupine. Mm-hmm. And oh, if, I have, if I have the porcupine's natural predator in my yard. Have you seen them up there? You had them up there? The porcupines? When, when we first moved in, we did. And then we had a very sudden decrease in porcupine population. Uh, I mean, they were found all through the woods after these very loud noises. And then the porcupines weren't around any longer. And then the fisher came in. Um, we haven't seen him since. Oh, well, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <coughs> I've seen... Horrible thunderstorm. Just yeah. complete random thunder. I've seen few... Cluster you know, lightning. You, you live close mm-hmm. enough to the mountains that basically you are the mountains. You're in the mountains. Pretty or much. Less. Yeah. You live in the mountains. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them out there. I've seen a few... While floating in that area. That's why I'm doing different things. One thing I haven't seen in the wild Mm. yet. I haven't seen a porcupine. Otter? You've never seen a porcupine? I've never seen a porcupine in the wild. I've never seen one either. No, not a porcupine. I've seen a lot of otters, but I've never seen a porcupine. Oh, man, we've seen a giant otter. Otters and porcupines? Oh, man, I've seen half dozen otters now. That otter we've seen at the beginning of the year, that was a big boy. That thing was. That was a big otter. That was four, probably 36 to 42 inches long. That was a long, long otter. North or south? Right here. Oh. Local. I've probably huh. seen over 100 porcupines in the woods. Jeez. Yeah. And uh, tragi- I've never hunted up toward in the mountains. I've tragically, tragically, a third of them were wild grouse hunting, and our dogs were very interested in them. <laughs> and then so we had to... Plier uh, the sure. quills. Yeah, which 
I, I don't care how tough you think you are. Ripping the quills out of a dog's tongue in the roof of his mouth is pretty heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I bet it feels worse for the dog. Oh, absolutely. But They'll do it again. Yeah. Well, they absolutely <laughs> will. They'll do it again. Well, and the thing is, the dog's, the, the the dog's usually not trying to attack it. No. So a porcupine will smell it. Yeah. Well, it'll turn around and show its butt. Yeah. And the dog's like, huh, well, I know what to do with this. Sniff, sniff. <laughs> yep, the end. So uh, if we didn't have a fisher, we still wouldn't have any porcupines. I'm not a fan of porcupines. Yeah, I've just seen them on a couple of floats. They're cool to see if you're out there, I guess. If it's not going to, you know, and I don't, we don't have any here. There are none in, I don't think there are any here as far as we live. So I imagine we'll take that. Here, oh, there's got to be somewhere, but yeah, I've yeah. never. It's like saying we have bear. We really don't have any bear here. There, are, uh, There's yeah. a bear here or there. But there's not like a bajillion bear One all around. One walks through here on occasion, but yeah. Yeah, it's not like really? we have you guys don't No. They're here. We see them a couple times every year. Well, yeah, you, in the yard. But you guys yeah. have a lot of yeah, bear we've in got the area. You're 45 minutes into the middle of nowhere right. here. Yeah. But it's just weird to think that it's only a 40-minute difference and in, in the wildlife differences are, are real. Mm-hmm. You know, and even like I talk about just even on this hillside, I feel like we get some different kind of little bit of... We get the the salamanders, the red ones that you usually only see in the mountains. We get I those. Have seen those. We get those right around here, like right on the road, and you know that's kind of something you see there a lot more often. Um, we get some weird stuff. I was talking about the other night some white fireflies. Yeah, I'd never seen uh, a white firefly. You know, I've and get some breeding sandhill cranes right on the hillside. Uh, it's all kind of you know things I've never I never seen any sandhill cranes anywhere. You. Only a couple times, but not often. Though. Yeah, there's and there's a breeding pair that comes back here every year, right up to the fields, and they'll go down to the swamp and then back to the field and hang out right here. Every and it's like, I feel like we get some cool little nature right on this hillside, but it ain't nothing like what you have. Yeah, I've never seen a sandhill crane in my area. When I where I lived in Indiana, that was part of their flyway. Mm-hmm. So we'd see five hundred thousand in a week and a half, but not in Franklin. I've seen swans, snow geese, and. All sorts of geese and ducks up and down the, the Allegheny, but never a sandhill crane. Uh, yeah, and when you see him, it looks like an ostrich standing in the field. You're like, what? And, and this is just you know local little cornfields. I'd love for one to land in and the yard. And we're like, we're like, what is that? Every morning well, going to work. That's actually I think where I've seen them before. It was when I was down there fishing. I'm sure. Jacking around there. Yep. Yep. That my friend. And they come up to feed in the fields. <clears throat> yeah, they say it's really what you can hunt for them in Texas. There, there are like a half a dozen states you can hunt for them, which blows Down me south. away. You can't hunt for them in Indiana, but you can hunt for them in Texas. And it's the same birds Yeah, <laughs> going from Indiana to Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, but they say it's the ribeye of the sky. Yeah, they, they, I, they say oh. they're just wonderful. <laughs> uh, well, that's like any, any local um, <clears throat> migratory bird uh, like rules and regulations. They are insane. Yeah, you can kill you eight can, geese in the early season and then two a yeah, day. Well, th- that depends on if you're in the line of 79 and 80 and what sides of those lines you're actually on. And yeah, the St. John's Tuing John, has its own. Yep. And, you know, you go up to, up to Erie, it all has its own. And it's just, it's just so many regulations to keep hold of for what you're actually going to get. I mean, other than a good time. Right. 
with shooting the bird. Like, there's no meat. Like, there's no meat. Like, shooting a deer. I mean, I talked about this, and I ran in a little bit. Shooting deer or something else, you get a lot of meat. You know, but to put that much money, time, and effort into waterfowling, I, I can't just do don't it. understand. I can't do it. Where like, and I, I have a lot of friends that are like gung ho waterfowl. I'm in a I'm in a group message with a bunch of buddies. You know, Chad and a few other guys, all local guys that love waterfowling. They're they're just asshole deep in this waterfowling stuff. They're buying. You know, Chad's carving his own decoys and all. I'll be more than happy to go with you, fellas. And shoot some birds, but I just don't. I it's in, and most of it's in decent. Other than late season duck and geese is where I can really get into because there's nothing going on then, as far as fishing wise. Um, some little bit here and there if you can get out if it's not frozen. But I used to be one of those guys, and let me tell you what the appeal is. That hunting camaraderie you have laying out in a field or in a or in a blind, nothing. No sort of hunting camaraderie do you get that. You know, when you're grouse hunting, you're pheasant hunting, you're walking, you're moving, you're watching the dogs, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. When you're deer hunting, you're generally alone or you've got somebody beside you. But when you're in a blind with four or five of your buddies and you're just BSing and calling (coughs) and that moment the birds show up, everything gets real and somebody's on the flags and somebody's calling and you just open up and start blasting it's awesome it's really awesome but like you're saying it it ain't cheap <laughs> no and you're not doing it for the meat generally er, yeah. early season goose sure you can kill eight a day for the nuisance season yeah, yeah. but like the pima tuning hunts you're allowed one bird each uh, you do all that and set up shoot one bird yep yeah that's what i'm saying and like i don't know and, and and it is fun, like you were saying. I've, I've, oh, I've so been, a, I've been, a, a, I've experienced the whole kit and caboodle. I've used to go out when I was a lot younger with Jason, a few of his other friends, a lot more. Go laying in the fields for geese. Oh. That's what I thought was more fun than even uh, duck was fun because they were fast, and the shooting was fun. Geese was fun because you were laying in the field and they were you were just basically ambushing them. They were coming in, flying down, not just thinking everything was just peachy and keen, and you were just. There they go, and they look like they were just going to, when they were stopping, it looked like they were just trying to stop with their feet, put the brakes on, mm. and then. Oh, and when you let them do a pass over you, oh, and you yeah. hear them over you, and then when they're real excited oh. and they cut air, so they'll do that, they'll do a 360 degree flip, and what that's doing is letting them drop faster. It's just so awesome to watch, and, and then uh, you blast the a couple, yep, the dog, you go out and you grab them. And then every bird could be the bird with a band, right? Yeah, every the, every yeah. bird could be that bird. So that's another element of it. It's it's a ton of fun. If I had uh, a group of guys like local, local to me, and we could get out and scout all the time, I think I'd be serious about goose hunting again. But w- without a good scout, without a ton of time, it's tough to do. Yeah, and those guys it's all are putting in the time and the effort, yeah. and they really getting into it and. Again, like I said, the, I thought the goose hunting as a kid, um, I got to watch, you know, bird come down. And those things are made of must be steel or iron or something. Like they, they're they hard just to kill. Oh, they repel. They repel. And it's not even lead. It's, yeah, and you can't it's use steel. lead. <laughs> they're, yep. they're repelling these steel shot like it's nothing. And, I mean, you got to hit them in the head. The, anyway, I see one come down, and the dog is just. He is just in this real well-trained uh, black lab. We I used to be able to, I used to go with, 
And uh, it wasn't my dog. It was a friend's dog. But as soon as this thing hit the ground, it was walking just clean away from us. And he lets his dog go. This dog goes over, and he just pummels this bird. And it was just awesome. So he yeah, grabs it awesome. by the neck, and, and, then, and then comes back, and he was the proudest thing in the world. you know. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I, liked, I always liked hunting with dogs. Uh, yep. I got to hunt with uh, a rabbit hunt. Yeah, that's a w- growing I up with a basset hound. And this basset hound was wonderful. His name was Bert. And he was really he had uh he had Chris's Chris's look to him. He was a he was a big basset hound. Handsome. Yes, very handsome. <laughs> Certified good boy. You know, uh, he had the real short legs, real 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 uh, big chested, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, but he was a wonderful dog. He would bring bring rabbits right back to you, circle them right around. I mean, it was all you know, and he was there, and I always liked hunting with him better than I ever liked hunting with my other friends, uh, beagles, because beagles are fast, and I was always afraid that I would mess up and be so far behind or anything, just just and and shoot a dog, you know, right. that was that might be t- really close behind this uh, rabbit, where you never, you always knew Bert was never going to be behind him. He was, but he was always going to be pushing them in the right direction, putting them right back to you, but always made me feel good. And I, was, I grew up doing that when I was 13, 14, 15. That was when Bert was around. That's so it was cool. always a fun time. Yeah, that's real cool. Uh, but on that, uh, we've been doing. anybody else have anything on the hunting? You got any more else on the hunting? What are you going to be? Hold on. I'm going to get in the gym real quick because uh, we didn't get to talk about where, where and what he's going to be doing for archery. And he just got another cam out? or? Oh, man, I'm running cameras all year round, all the time. I got five out right now. But... Uh, I got a couple uh, different bedding spots that I'm picking out, you know, pretty early. I got a uh, a lot of footage, you know, going off of this one ridge that I've been focusing on, and I haven't hunted it yet for the last two years. I just been kind of wanting to learn what's going on up there, and uh, I got a good uh, chunk of intel last year, and then going into this year, it looks like it's matching exactly. So I think in that early season, I think it's going to be pretty interesting up here on this oak flat. Yeah, this year I'm, I intend to go out uh, the day of rifle season. I will find a log to sit on, and I will uh, shoot as many doe as I legally can, <laughs> and then I will leave the woods Dude, that with big, some meat. <laughs> that big deer in my basement, that's how I shot it that day. I got sat on a log, and I put a chew in, I snapped a can, and all of a sudden, boom, two deer, and I shot up. I'm like, ooh, that's a nice buck. Lifted the gun up, shot him, he rolled down the hill, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's hey. like... <clears throat> All the years, and that was like the last buck I shot, too. Uh, my my archery hunting ended when my muskie fishing began. That's exactly that's what happened that's with me. That's very yep, fair. That's it's exactly da- what happened that's, to me. It's a dangerous time, time yep. lapse. If, <laughs> I could be, if I could be out of the house for four or five hours sitting in a tree, I can be out of the house four or five hours walking, walking the river or standing in the boat. So. Yeah, that's why everybody's like, why don't you hunt anymore? I'm like, because the day I quit thinking about hunting when I was fishing, and I was thinking about fishing when I was hunting, I was like, yeah, time to just go go musky fish. Yep, that's that's what got me. I liked the idea of me being able to walk into my backyard with a tree stand there, and my daughter being 10 years old and could literally yell, if anything's that wrong, we got the dog here anyway, nothing's happening, we live in the middle of nowhere, just for me to be able to go and her still be in... You know, a, a screams reach or a, a calls reach or whatever it be. Sure. You know, and I, I like that fact, and I think that will help me in the, you know, on a weeknight I can say, hey, you know, she's just she's just ready, ready about ready to start cooking me food in the evenings too. So I'm I'm about to <laughs> undo this job for myself too, 
and give me two more years. She's going to be cooking me dinner as I'm archery hunting in the backyard, I think. So That's awesome. So there's some there's some decent deer around here. There's a lot of there, a this lot is a nice deer. area. So at least I'll take my little piece of it and just put my archery stand up there and my I talk to my neighbors. There's are doing so on the down the way. So Yeah, my big my big bucks one fifty eight gross. Gross. Mm. I got some deductions which took it down to one forty seven, but what were your deductions off of? Uh different size G threes. Uh and then there was there was uh a nub on the on the left hand side of my eight point. I, I you know what? It doesn't matter. He's he's big. <laughs> Dude He's big. He cares about it. He's deduction. hanging he's hanging in my family room. Mm. I I don't I'm not like, oh, I wish you didn't have those deductions. I don't care. Big deer. Heck yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yep. I got a I got a crack at at something to equal caliber to that this year Good. On, on this ridge. So. Well, do it. Um, he was there last year, and if he's doing the same things as like he was, which he is as of right now, it's going to be a showtime in the beginning of October. Awesome. I hope I hope so for you, buddy. But you're going to miss the first weekend of archery. You better hope nobody sticks oh, out while you're getting skunked at the beast. Well, I, hope, <laughs> I, 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 I also hunt in Ohio, so I oh. get the the tail end of September is our opener. Oh, so I'll get a couple days and Sundays. No, nope. I think that's also the opening weekend of duck. Is the beast probably oh, used to open yeah. in PA in September? Did yeah, it? I, I would have to check, but it's usually always like right around like the twenty fourth to the twenty sixth is usually mm. whenever they open mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I remember sweating. Yeah, crazy September. opening yep. days. I oh, didn't. I didn't hunt horrible. it heavy because I hunt on hillsides, like heavily wooded hillsides, and I couldn't. Don't you do it? <laughs> you look like you'd <laughs> like to walk around and stuff. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd you were like, gonna. I thought like you were Jim. gonna say something like, "Well, don't you always hunt?" Heavy? Well, that would have been even better. <laughs> Touche. I was I was thinking about more of the heat and you not wanting to walk around in even mid to late September because you'd have been like Jim in Florida in yeah. July. Yeah. That's yeah. where and, I was going. And I can't see anything. You know, on the on the hillside where I hunt, it's still so so there's so much foliage. I can't see anything out of my tree stand. So I didn't really really start until middle of October and even then it usually wasn't the best. So I'm just going to stick with rifle and stick a bunch of muskies, let them go, and not have to clean anything until that's, December. Well, that's, you know, even the worst case scenario is, you know, I I end up fishing more than I hunt, like I always do, and then I just shoot deer and rifle when I have to. Yeah. But, you know, I would like to I would like to try it. I, w- I would I like to get out should, there buddy. and really, really, really stick one. I, I don't know. Because, well, the, the problem is, and, you know, even being back there, I'm going to still have to call somebody. To drag it out. Oh, right. And well, I can pull out with a four-wheeler. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm going to let it lay there then. Just going <laughs> to load her up on the RAV Ford and pull her out with Put that. Put a mask on and wear gloves. Uh, yeah, that sounds a lot like work, bro. I might have to call You're my the dad. one shooting the freaking deer. <laughs> I know. I you were going out and I shooting it. The least it. you could do is put this gloves is, on and this, clean it. This was my whole beef with not, like not hunting again in the first place was I told my brother and I'm like, I, you know, I don't hunt because I can't touch deer, right? He's like, oh, well, I'll do it for you then. Oh, yeah, sure, until you need them and then he's and like, Until oh, he gets a phone call at 9.30 and you're yeah. like, I'm following a blood trail and if we find it, you're going to have to gut it and pick it up and put it in my truck and come on over. I've got a 
got a warm yingling here for you <laughs> when we find it. Hey, 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 hey. It'll be a nice cold one, but hey, nice, the, the fridge is turned down. Bring them gloves and go up over your elbows and uh, go at it. Don't no, worry. I've done it before. I've done it before without gloves, but it wasn't a pretty sight afterwards. You so shoot. I was in the old, hospital old with the. Well, we talked about the quarter. We talked about the cortisone shots. That's yep. what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make you leaders, you but I'm not right. coming. And Jim's the one I'm going to call. Old, old Pinner Jim go. will come help you out. No, my brother-in-law will be probably more than happy. But All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take our first little cut off here, and we're going to come back with some uh, some local fishing. We might just keep talking about local hunting. Who knows? And um, some bogus rod reviews. And uh, I don't think any of us have done too, too much crazy local fishing. Um, but... You know, we've been out here or there. I was I was hoping to go out this weekend, and I had full plans uh, to go out this weekend, and it was one of those things. You know, like one of those memes we get all the time when, you know, your buddies and, you know, you're supposed to go out fishing, and then, you know, then you're told that... Uh, you're not fishing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen, and you're like, well, well, you know, uh, I kind of talked to... Uh, and she's like, I, I, yeah, I already told him and talked to his wife, too, and you're not. Like, okay, okay, sounds, sounds, sounds wonderful. Yeah, and great. What do, you have, what do we have planned? <laughs> so, instead of me fishing, I went to Presque Isle today, and we had a good time out on the beach, but uh, there was no fishing involved. But my, my dreams and hopes of fishing... What was the lake uh, temp? Felt cold. Okay. Like, that, that's good. Like, that's what I like, wanted to hear. Yeah, like walking into the lake, it, it felt like it didn't feel hot. It felt cold. <laughs> the ki- I mean, like the kids are in there. Like I, I walked in, you know, just my ankles, you know, and walked in a little bit. I'm not, I'm not out here swimming and stuff. I'm more the, uh, I'll relax by the, you know, cooler and uh, the tent kind of guy, you know, in, yeah. the, in the shade. Yeah, and nice. And just kind of listen to the ocean as I lay there. But, uh. My heart and soul would have been a place I, you know, Wanted to I go saw. Fish. <laughs> yeah. And as I'm going over, <laughs> my wife learned a long time ago: don't take me near water unless I'm going to fish it. Yeah, I f- I'm the same way. You want me to sit on a beach and stare at it? I Not can't happening. do it. No. Can't do it. I don't Not care. happening. Nope. And and I get grumpy. Like today, we went to the pool. Uh, you were trying to fish the pool. You were swimming musky flies next to the kid trying to get him to bite it, weren't you? I swear to God, you were. I know it. I know you were. I Chris. wish I was. I, I swam for half an hour with the boys and we had a blast, but then I get out of the water and I just start pacing around. I'm like, all right, we're done. What's next? She's like, oh, we're here for another two and a half hours. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> Hold why? on. Why? Oh, dude. What would we have all done if we had got a picture of Chris? <laughs> like you know the, the shot like I love you know like the hero shot hero shot with a four year old <laughs> with a musky fly <laughs> stuck in his mouth and he's just holding it up in the camera you know for his wife to that's take a picture that's his new PB yeah yeah <laughs> I, I know this one was four for sure yeah yeah absolutely one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. His, his wife's about to sue me I but I got to fish yesterday uh, for about two hours and the water I mean. I peed in the water and it was the same temperature. Oh yeah. Like yeah, it was it was hot. The water was hot. I caught a little a little tiny smallmouth, but that was it. It was I mean, the big river's low. Everything's so low right now, it's just roasting. Yeah. Uh I I was I follow a couple of trout pages just cuz they tell about their stream conditions. I mean, some of these streams in the morning 
are 68, 70 degrees. So the trout guys, if you're trout fishing in 70 degree water, stop it. Yeah, it's, that's over. That's been yeah. over, right? <coughs> I wouldn't you even would trout hope. fish right now. You would hope. I, Man, I'm smallmouth bass, but even then, like, the way that, like, the water's been so stagnant for so long, I think you just get, it's just, you get a little weird spot for the fish. I think, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, I'm seeing some terrestrials start to bounce around. I've seen some grasshoppers. Yep. Maybe popper season. Yeah, damselflies we'll are out there. We'll be here pretty soon. We can maybe I might I might try poppers. I don't know. Uh I tried man. some top water for but when you're walk when you're walking waiting, top water's hard. So, I mean you don't get much of a of a presentation for a smallmouth in a in a little tiny creek. No, the pool it's pulling your fly down too quickly or even especially mm-hmm. with less water, I feel like you get almost sometimes I don't know the spots you were fishing, if they were frog water, if it was... No, it, it, was, it was moving water, and yeah. you get all these microcurrents when you get this lower this lower body of water. down below it and straight up to it. Yep. That's the best way to do that. But I wanted to strip meat, mostly. Yeah. And I was throwing that fleeing cray, yeah, which is a beautiful swimming fly. Holy Not cow. meat season at all right now. No, everything was gorging on caddis the other night, though. That's why I told we stopped at this one point. I said, we can leave now. I said, they're just, we're not going to catch anything from here on out. It's just, unless you got caddis, and I don't have caddis. And, although I did heck with smallmouth. But carp, you can catch carp right now. You got you had your little damsel on. Yeah, I, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that damsel that you told me to put on that five weight whenever we were flinging at carp, whenever I think we were at the tail end of our float last time. I still sure. had it on my. And it was the same. same yeah, but I kept running it in. I was just running it through, running it through. I seen one carp, and I was like, all right, well, I might as well do this. Because I, I picked off actually a little itty-bitty, like, eight-inch smallie with it whenever we first started walking down through the river. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just keep drifting this and fishing this through down, you know, into the deeper pockets, you know, over these little rock breaks and everything, going into these little, you know, deeper spots, see if I can get something to eat it. So eventually, I finally, uh, I'm trying to pepper this carp with this fly, and... He didn't want nothing to do with it, but the sucker that was right next to him, he was all about it, man. He came out of the current, and he hammered that thing, and it was game one on a five-weight, on a big-ass sucker. <clears throat> was that a – what kind of sucker? It was a white sucker. White sucker. So that's that's actually a – Was that would that be – that's on an invasive species like a carp is, right? They should be there? No, I think them ones should be, yeah. Yeah. White, awesome. White suckers, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's but pretty I mean, cool. He was, then. he was probably pushing like I mean, I want to bet he was over twenty inches long. I mean, he was he was long, and Heck he yeah. was just dogging me on a five weight. But you know how it is fighting a sucker. You know they just get down there. They just want to pin themselves to the bottom, and they're like not a, much of a they're flight. like a boot. Yeah, as they're filling up that's with exactly, water, they're yeah. pulling nice and hard. Yeah. And as soon as they're down, just yeah. So I, I almost texted uh, you guys. Uh, before my wife was like, yeah, you're, we're going to be going to the pool on Sunday. I almost texted both of you guys, like, Bofin, question mark? I would have been like, yes, and my wife would have been like, no. Did you tell her all I, I, Chris, I already got a hold of Chris's wife, and he said he's going to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a troll right now. I'm just tying until like I pop out of my basement, and all of a sudden the temperatures change. And then I'm like, ooh, until then, it's just, no, I'm going to keep tying. Yeah. I drove past Mark's house the other day. Nobody was there. Mark was sitting there. I was like, I bet he's in his basement tying flies right now. Yep. <laughs> Me and my wife went by. Yeah, Mark's home. Yeah, bet he's <coughs> tying flies. All right. 
See you, Mark. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Unless they see me mowing grass, I'm probably time flies. Until this temperature changes and I can do something. Yeah. Yeah, and looking at it, we're looking at a while. We got a while. Yeah, yeah we need a week of rain just well, to get anything back. We didn't get any of the rain that came yesterday, which it seemed like it was, I mean, a decent thunderstorm everywhere else, but not here. We got some, but little. Yeah, yeah, it just, it just like, dissipated yeah. right around us. Yeah, we might have got a tenth of an inch <coughs> of rain, yeah. which is going to do absolutely nothing other than make we- the weeds grow a little faster. Ditto. Yeah. But, I mean, in the weeks to come for me, and uh, I don't know if you get back into catfishing here, Jim, at all. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get back on the grind here. We had a little bit of a, I know that the spawn comes through, you know, in that, you know, the beginning part of July. So I'm starting to see some fish, you know, pop up from friends and stuff that I know that are still fishing locally. And I'm starting to see some spawn rash. So it's time to get back at it. Well, I want to go at least one evening. Get one with you. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. I'm, 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 Let's I go. want to, too. So you heard us, too. Uh, I, I saw, yeah, come on. I All saw right. Derek. Dude, I'm in. Absolutely. Like, we have three rods of pop. Let's go. I got I, it. I have, I got one rod. Like I said, that would suffice. You don't need to bring anything but your ass, Jay. Okay, and some sounds beer. great. I'm there. I'm, I'm going to give crap. you guys the creme de la creme treatment <laughs> that you guys give me on some catfish. Derek was thoroughly impressed on my setup. I got a machine going. I like it. I yeah, want to see it. And that's evening time, so I can put the kids to bed and. Come on down. Drive on over. We should do a <coughs> like a Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. We could do a Friday night. <laughs> and then maybe we just <coughs> crash and then go catch some bowfin in the morning. I got a wedding Saturday. Make a, not this weekend. Oh. No, no, <coughs> we're talking hypothetically in the next couple weeks. Yeah, make a whole bunch of bad decisions. August, yes. <laughs> August honestly, though, in my opinion, August is by far the best catfishing month of the year. I mean, I've caught big fish in September, but most of my big fish have come in August. Nice. Post-spawn, they're hungry, they're vicious. I mean, that's whenever you're going to get fish that are going to snatch a bait, and they take it, and they run. Yeah, I'm interested. I think that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. All I you like got to do is just lock the reel and let them do their thing, and once you get full tension, crack them. I still think we need to do what we did last year, except just take all that crap. And we'll just get one and just bobsled us on the raft. We can do it. I mean, we don't got to worry about having, like, rod holders and anything. Those bait feeders, I could set those things as low as, like, a third of a pound. Just set them, lead them right off the front of the, right in between the Mm -hmm. racks there. And, man, hook up to one of them and just sit right down and just just let it pull us around. I can bring a couple kayaks. Tow around. (laughs) Yeah, you got the other raft. We got to put the rafts. We'll just put both of them in. I'm telling you, a 30, like, if you get a hook into a fish that's over 30 pounds, it would pull your raft. I bet oh, it would. Yeah. I oh, bet it would. Your raft. That's what I said. It'd be fun. I've caught, we've caught carp large enough to tow my raft everywhere in between me fighting them with all the water fire crap. Like that's now see that's a problem too. Like the water fire stuff that that's where that cuts that off for me and fishing because those things, believe it or not, they're chained together. So that means that it's got a chain going to a weight mm-hmm. down to the bottom, and then the next one is chained to the following one, and then it has a weight going to the bottom. You were so there. running a line through that. If you hook into one of them fish, they're going to take you wherever they want. Oh, yeah. Oh, and sure. you're, you're just going to yeah. lose them. I mean, you're just going to lose them. They're going to get you on that chain, and it's going to pop it. And they fight a lot harder than a... I mean, a carp fight's really hard. Oh, help, help me with the four carp It's there. hooking what, into the water fire? Oh, Crap. Don't, you don't... They huh? they light a bunch of pylons on yes, fire in the typically. in the water in the middle of the river and everybody has a reason to get together for a festival. Oh, kind of. Okay. In, in the town. 
Yeah, but then they leave them there. Yeah. For a long period of time. Like from, when, when do they put them in there? When usually? Late I want to say early September. Late I want to no, They're there now. Oh, are they? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's through se- that's right. It starts early summer, not in fall. Yeah, I yeah. want to say they're in there by like no later than June. Yeah. Huh. That's how the commercial is. Is know? it? I never seen. And like in the background <laughs> of like everything, like when they're trying to just, they're like, this lady's describing the night and they've like, you know, these guys doing like, wa- like fire things, like with like, uh, like almost like what you see in like Hawaii. Yeah, like you a know? luau. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah. Wa- like fire, the fu- dancing. You know? Yeah, exactly. Juggling yes, and stuff. Exa- yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's not that at all. I don't know. Guys waving their hands around. Jay's over here having a seizure, playing the worst game of charades yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it's, it, I don't know. You can it's, get a discount on some chicken wings and maybe a lemon shake if you're lucky, and watch things get lit on fire in the river. Huh? Will that river light on fire naturally? Um, uh, maybe no, you know maybe. back back <laughs> you know I actually twenty years ago twenty five years ago maybe no no probably not I mean Lake Erie caught on fire oh I know well the river uh, did it wasn't uh, like, yeah it wasn't Lake Erie yeah no it's a long way from I don't here. necessarily think we should have a festival to celebrate that river fire <laughs> probably not no. Well, I guess no, it was up towards the harbor. So, yeah, yeah, it was close enough. I mean, it was in the river, but it was still close enough sure. to, the, to the lake. But yeah, I think I it did so a that, couple that, times. That's it for fishing. Well, it's, yeah, I get it's it's tough right now. Yeah, it's been yeah. tough. Uh, again, I gotta, I just gotta get up there again. Like I said, this weekend was dedicated to for me, and you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta give a little, you a little. I'd rather give a little right now. Yeah, and we're all to family. Get a little in a few weeks. We're all family men, and this is the time of spending time with family. Right? Not sure. wrong. Yes. Yeah. Not wrong. So, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy spending time with my fam- most of my family. Oh, I had a great time today with my sister. And <laughs> I like how you slipped the most mm-hmm. in there. I feel that. I feel that in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make it a blanket statement because then I'm a liar. But we'll go with most of my family. Oh. You know, in the family I was with today, it was just, it was small. It was just my sister, brother-in-law, my wife and I, our four kids, and that was it. That's so, awesome. And we're all, we're very tight. We spend a lot of time together, so very easy little crowd, and it was very, you know, wives can take over. Brother-in-law went for a little run. I took a nap. Uh, things were perfect. Very yeah. easy day. Not, it, wa- it actually wasn't so bad, you know. I, again... I would have much rather been fishing, and but you still I, had a good time. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna next couple weeks. I have some top water fishing to talk about. I know, I know it's gonna work out. I, I just gotta, we gotta, I gotta put the time, and I gotta get a couple people, some good sticks in the boat. You know, I had pops out there last week, who's a wonderful stick. Mm-hmm. You know, and he had hits and mid close encounters. So why'd you uh, look at me whenever you said some good sticks in the boat? You know, like a guy like you, like a guy like you know knows what the hell they're doing. You know, a good stick in the boat. You mark. You know, somebody who knows what they're doing. Somebody who, my dad asked me last time when we were gonna go out fishing. He's like, you don't want to take one of the kids with us? No, I want to take zero kids with us. <laughs> I want you, me, and fish Figure in the boat. Hopefully, yeah. like, I want. I want, mm-hmm. I want you, me, and fish. That's it. I don't want. I don't want the shit. I don't want to have to worry about shit. I want you and I doing what we have to do to catch fish. And you know, and he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, he loves having the kids out there now because he likes, really right. likes pushing it to the grandkids. But I'm like, no, we'll get we'll get my nephew out here next time, and if we get a couple of fish in the boat, 
you know, and start rolling on him. We'll get him out there, and maybe he'll get one too, and that'll be a lot of fun. But before then, I I gotta I have to get out there and do it and have some fun myself before I let everybody else have fun with me. I guess I I want people that are like you or one of the four of us or you know. PJ or you know uh, any any of the guys that I fish with a lot, Dad, whoever, be you know no, and I'm none, just no fucking around. I, I want to be I want to be serious here. I want to catch fish. Mm-hmm. I really want to start grinding in the next few weeks on those fish because there there's a short window where I'll actually even give them the time. So I want to catch a few, so I can move on to you know September, getting into maybe back into trout and if it gets cold or. And, you know, muskie and, you know, even the smallmouth and the bigger fish, the hybrids will start to eat a little more, hopefully get a little rain with those, with that weather come mm-hmm. in. And, you know, I'd like to get back to all that, you know, instead of this. But, you know, the few little bit of time I'll put into these fish, I, I like to put into them hard and catch a few and have a good time doing it. Yeah, I'm going to Illinois uh, from the 9th to the 19th, and it's my intent to uh, bass fish every day. Like largemouth bass, largemouth bass, uh, poppers and streamers. That's it. On my on my uh, in-laws have a I don't know. It's like a twelve-acre lake uh, in an old old strip mine in Illinois, and it, and they stocked it twenty years ago, and it's it's got some big that, bass. That's in a good size private lake, man. It is. Well, they didn't make the lake. They bought the old strip mine land and. Well, they've been propagating it for deer and fish, hmm. and it's in, uh, I don't know, it's two counties over from Pike County, so. You should throw some muskies in it. That would remove all the fish. Not all of them. Uh, no, you not. don't do that. It's got great largemouth bass fishing. Yeah. So, is there a way to get onto that little waterway without being just on the shore? They, they have a pontoon boat. Oh, perfect! And it's it's only a trolling motor on it because they don't want any pollutants or anything in there. So it's just a trolling motor, and I mean you can you can fly cast from a pontoon boat pretty well all day. And my brother-in-law wants to learn how to cast, so it could be really fun. It could be a really, really. And I'm going to take. Hopefully, I've I've fetched my R8 by then. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so I'm going to take I'm going to take that and. Run that seven weight setup, and there's tons of crappie. So you driving or flying? I'm driving all five of us <laughs> and two dogs. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Whoa, 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 whoa! What? Oh man! What, what do you? Are you renting a uh, a like a U-Haul van for your for your family? Well, we've got we've got the Sequoia, and I mean the kids don't need more than like two outfits. Uh, <laughs> I don't need more than like three outfits. Claire needs kids only need more, more than that. Hold on. More than that. Uh, and How many days are you staying? We're there f- 10 days. Okay. so you, At her mom's house. So you technically need like five pair of underwear then. No, I'll do laundry every other day. Oh, I was going to say that you just take five and you just wear them one way and then you turn them inside out and you just wear them the other way and then you're good to go. Sorry, Mark. Not, not when you're uh, 300 pounds, dude. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Oh come on! <laughs> That's the way you do these things. And you plus, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one week post uh, snippy snip. Oh, we'll be getting to that. Oh. So I need to have the freshest of undergarments on. Well, you know, <laughs> here's the funny. Well, we'll, uh, we're just gonna wait on that. So okay, okay. 
<laughs> I forget where we're going with that now. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. I know I'm going to be fishing a body of water that is not contingent upon rain. At least you won't be waiting. So that's right. What? <laughs> a lot of weed beds. Do you know what to worry to about? Ex- any contamination? There's not a lot of weeds in that lake. I mean, there's some shallow areas, but they they put a couple cribs in there, and they've got a bunch of downed trees. Oh, hell yeah, dude! I'm telling you, this place is. Are you so you'll be able to swim like giant flies over top of stuff? Yes. And oh god. And in the afternoon, uh, we're gonna go and we just fill buckets, five gallon buckets with crappie bigger than my hand. All, I mean, all day. We'll fill, we'll fill two buckets, come back, fillet them, and eat. And that doesn't even put a dent in that population. It's a sweet lake. Huh. You better go hunt some big. I want to see some big, big, large mouth. Like, what's big I there? I do too. Big there is six, seven pounds. Oh man! If you catch a six, seven pounder, holy heck! If That's it looks, if it looks like it's swallowing your big ass hand, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially sorry, on grab your hand, Chris. Especially, but you're welcome to. <laughs> especially on top. Oh, jeez. The old bucket mouth. Yeah, uh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it'll we be. have some nice poppers in the guest box. Oh, they're coming with me. That I you are. You yes, you better all take of mine them. for the next five years <laughs> on, on top. <laughs> all of no. Large mouth. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know catch, that I can do that. Catch every one of them for me so I can get off this bender of catching you all, them. Dude, you always hammer large mouth. I hate them, too. They find I you. get, like, hogs. Like, yeah. one's yeah. like, man, it's, yeah. Just like, ugh. That one day, that one ate at the side of the boat when we were musky fishing, man. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what just happened? Like, I'm watching it. And he's like, yeah, fish, fish. And it came, ended up being, like, a three-and-a-half-pound largie. And then he always handles it so well. Too. <laughs> <laughs> they get the full bass flop. What are you talking about? He lobby. Sure he launches them out there like launches them right into the boat, like an albie. No, when I'm lifting him into the boat. Oh, you know, no, they oh. get the they get the full bass lift. No, they don't get any special treatment. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna like. I don't do the hang them lip. I don't like that. But I'll give them like a standard hold for a picture. Sure. But your ass is getting flopped straight in that boat. I don't care if oh, you're yeah. eight pounds. You're a large mouth. I'm getting a rod down the middle, and you're getting flipped into the boat. Especially period. on a musky rod. Yeah. Yeah, no. when you're musky fishing, yes. No, you are yep. not getting the net. Get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. But every time it comes up into view, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> and I start to laugh. I'm like, large mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, they hit in that first couple head shakes. Always gets you. And then it's like, this is starting to come in too easy. And it's like, oh, there he is. There he is. Yep. That gill flare probably can't help at all either, too, if you do see the top of their head. Oh, when I'm they telling you it. what, boy. Them things can fit some mm. food in their mouth. Boy, oh, yeah. they got some. Whew. I mean, hence the name, but it's ridiculous when they flare. Yeah, you take a five-pound fish, you're fitting a football mm. in them. Yeah. I, always want, so you know, I, always, I always think about the amount of water displacement oh, that man. they have to. like, And I think I've talked about this a hundred times on podcasts, but it always just I'll, I'll talk about it again because it amazes me. The amount of water, even like you think about a muskie, when it wants to suck something in, when it actually f- gill flares and pushes all that water through its mouth mm. and kicks it back out, how much like water a, is being like displaced? What a pike. Like right. a, I mean, a large mouth, yes, but like a pike, they really oh, inhale. Oh, it's, it's like from the front oh, yeah. of the mouth to the back of the gills, like right now. I wonder like even a hybrid. The way that they're, they have, you know, big hybrids. I bet they, whoa. Mm-hmm. It gotta be like a gallon, gallon, three gallons of water. How much gallon? How much? How much water do you think they could actually? I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but boy, it always just. I always wonder, like, how much water in front of them actually when they suck that hard. <gasps> and even, even you watch, you know, and that I, vacuum, just I've that vacuum. I've literally even watched trout 
of all little fish, you know, or, or even steelhead. <laughs> you're you're something being right in front of its face, and then yep. you just and it's go, gone. <gasps> yep, it's gone. Like, oh my god! <laughs> <See it? laughs> like you know, like I wonder how much you know, like a big fish really. It'll be cool to see them though. Like if we haven't anybody like Zach. If you know any of these answers, you better you better get to us. Yeah, yeah it'll be cool them. though seeing that like without them like seeing flies swimming them over and seeing how they react to them. Uh-huh. You know, just just it, are they gonna be going nuts or you know? And the only predator to those bass are eagles, really. So I mean, they're not terribly skittish. It's it's cool. It's yeah, it'd be neat to see them taking how they take flies. Yeah. I'm going to try. And should the, be good. And the water's pretty clear, so, you know, if we spot some in shallower water, I should be able to, to really get some good presentations on swim flies. And you should take a, man, a couple big, nice bulkheads. That'd be a from, good From way. your, your yeah. buddy over here would probably be mm-hmm. a, a few good flies to take. There's a couple D&Ds if you don't have big any changers. D&Ds. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you like can't go wrong. Like an eight-inch. Eight-inch nice. changer. Oh, if, yeah. they're, if they're seven pounds? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You might as well. Go in there low light and throw the big crap until the light changes. Heck, yeah. Throw. How many did you catch on a 12-inch fly that didn't hit 15 inches? Yeah. The Two fly or three. was almost the same size yeah. as the fish. I mean, it's. That yellow and red one, man, they love that. that Guess what? If them crappies are that big and that fish is, and you're looking for a big oh, one, yeah. he's eating them crappies. Yeah. You know the weird part about a bass? size ones. Bass is the only fish that doesn't grow length off of age. Really? The older it gets, it doesn't make any difference. It's all off of how much it eats and the quality of food it eats. I did not you're talking that. about large mouth. Large mouth, not small mouth. Right. So you take a large mouth and you have a two-year-old fish that can eat as much as it wants. It can get to five, six, seven pounds. If you take one that's cut, it could be 14 inches. Hmm. I mean, to a point, they grow like a little, a little, little, and then once they reach a certain point, everything from there, I don't know what the age is there. It's like a little over a year, give or take, or something. Once they reach that point, it's just all off of what they eat and how, how good the forage is, yeah. how overpopulated it is, big time. Is, you know, do they have to fight for their food, or can they sit there and eat it and get fat? I'm, I'm really stoked to that, – that'll be my first real outing with the R8. I'm re- oh, that'll be fun. I'm really stoked to see how I can cast that rod in a, not in a river, right? Like, see – Check the accuracy on it. See what I can do distance-wise. That'll be fun. But I'm going to have to get a floating line. Okay. Do you know what the lake uh, looks like? Are you going to be hitting banks? Is it going to be beating banks? or like we've, we've You've been there at the scene of the lake. You fished it, correct? Oh, yeah. I fished it a dozen times. Yeah. Well, we you know we, we fished a place that lo- you know, locally that has decent-sized bass. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, stumpy... You know, you're throwing a big trees that were used, you know, yep. that are coming out, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, big bass kind of area that you would think Mark's Mark's horror story comes from that place. And huh. uh, is it super dip, deep thing? No, is it super deep being stripped out then? It's super yeah. deep in the middle. And then it's it's effectively just, you know, a valley. Yeah. Right. So it, it it works its way towards the edges. There's a couple good drop offs. Uh, on the back side, and then on the other side of that, it's all just downed timber, mm. which is awesome. And you can see, like... Yeah, that early morning down timber is going to be clutch till yeah. that heat comes up and then... Yep. Yeah, it's it's full fish. I'm 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 excited for it. I'm going to take that Sink 15, that Compact 15, mm-hmm. and a floater. And I think between the two of those, we are going to be... We're going to do well. 
what that table do to you? It's, oh, too, it's getting too full. Money. It's getting too full of uh, empties. Empties. No, I just totally just didn't look at it. Oh, that's fair too. So uh, speaking of that R8, uh, we were talking about rod reviews. Yeah. A little bit ago, and Mark uh, Mark had a really good point about when you have an opportunity to grab hold of a a fly rod, uh, how you should literally be testing it to say this is a good rod and this is not a good rod. Yeah, well, I obviously spend all day watching YouTube or listening to music, and I got going through a whole bunch of like just different rod review ones, and it was just going just listening to what you know people had to say and blah blah blah. And one thing I noticed, like I got to one. And it was the field and stream one. So they're blindfolded doing blind casting. And you're just picking it up and laying it down. And the guy picks up the rod. He's like, makes like two casts. He's like, oh, this is so much nicer than the last rod. Well, the one's like a $200 rod over comparison, like a $1,000 rod. And sure, it may feel nicer in that period of time. But the rods are built to do something with them. Now, if you're dry fly fishing, eh, I guess it's kind of, you, you're probably going to be valid lawn casting. And I'll give you that. This may not pertain. But. You take a little streamer, medium-sized streamer, and a large streamer. Every rod's going to react different. An eight weight, everyone's going to react different. So if you have a way to try to fish them or put weight on them, or if you're at a fly shop that has a creek, take it and put a fly. Like that payload when I had it. Grabbed it, threw a leader on real quick, grabbed everything in the truck, walked right to the edge, made some cast, picked some rocks, picked areas where how I would fish it, and I fished it. So it's like, okay, now that's how it feels. And then like once we got on the water with it, I was able to change flies. You can kind of feel... There was a difference in that rod as you kind of add. Obviously, every rod is. Try to put yourself in a scenario what you would how you would use it because everybody wants to pick them up, and you can get a lot of feel by, you know, lawn casting and kind of get where the rod loads and see, does this does this get, you know, where the load point that I like in it? You can feel that out of it, but if you're kind of newer, you're starting off, and you're going to be, you know, kind of going from woolly buggers to fleeing crazed, uh, you know, swinging D's or something. You know, a rod's going to cast a woolly bugger a heck of a lot different than it's going to cast a swinging D. Now, a lot of rods are capable of doing that, too. So it's if you have the opportunity to, try to throw the rod in the water and fish it with a fly on it and cast it with a couple different flies rather than just a lawn cast because you're only going to get so much out of it. Yeah, and and you see these reviews... uh, you know, this rod is, uh, who was it? Kelly Gallup just did one on is a thousand dollar rod worth it. Uh, and, and he makes some good points, right? Uh, having just bought a thousand dollar rod, uh, I'm going to dispute some of his points cause mm, I did it, but you know, my TCR, my, my Sage TCR versus this Sage one are completely different rods. Like that TCR, I have to line up. So it's an eight weight. I have to put a nine weight line on it just to get it to load, right? So if you pick up an eight weight moonshine and you put an eight weight line on it and you pick up an eight weight TCR with an eight weight line on it, you're probably going to like that moonshine better because it casts better, it loads better. But when you figure out what you're using that rod for, you know, you put a nine weight line and a clouser on the end of that TCR, that rod outperforms that moonshine 10,000 times to one. So just a blind casting with the same line on the same piece of grass is not the same as 
figuring out what you are going to use that rod for, doing some research on it. Because when I first got that TCR, I, I hated it. I'm like, I can't cast this thing. So I went back down and I was talking to some guys and they're like, overline it. I'm like, yeah, but that's cheating. They're like, no, to think it's cheating, that's stupid. Uh, ca- cast the rod the way you're going to enjoy it. So I overlined it and... It's not cheating. That rod. The rod's ne- built to what standards were different. Exactly. But you get a lot of the old heads out there that say it's just poor casting strokes. You don't know what you're doing. You don't need to overline a rod. And until they well, made extra fast. Like right. we started. Until yeah. they made extra fast. Exactly they, we right. We started even, we talked about this, I think on the last podcast is, you know, more modern rods are going to run your lines more evenly than you get into some of the older rods or some other rods even. You're probably going to have to upline them because this the the sport is moving so forward and so into weight forward lines, mm-hmm. and that's the way that everything's going now. So now you have you well, know you have now a taper are, instead of a you know you have a head instead of right. a taper yeah, you know yeah. a double taper exactly. where everything was kind of like exactly. through. But I don't know. You had a phase where you know you had your standards and everything was kind of to that. And then the rods got a little bit faster, but now you're seeing everybody kind of go to a moderate, a fast, and extra fast. So you do have like an R8 where it's going to line up identical and should line up very close. You take an igniter, it's not even going to be remotely close. Right. That rod's so fast, it's like a broomstick. So they're all, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, meant to do its own reasoning, and they're all... For the most part, I mean, with the heads of the lines, but, you know, look at all the grain weights. Yeah. Look at Cortland. And an eight weight can be four different, five different grain weights. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, you've, you've, you know, that's why I carry a lot of different lines is everyone does different. Finding which one, you know, works with this and works with the flies, works with what you're doing. Finally, you know, it's tough. It can be. I was just looking at the Cortland lines this week because uh, I need to get, uh, I was looking at Sync 8 lines, right? Because I've got that Compact 9, but it's a mono. And in the fall, I'm not going to, fall and winter, I'm not going to run a mono core fly line but uh and i and i even sent rooster a message i was like hey what's the difference between the musky pike eight weight and the striper eight weight diameter diameter and grain weight mm-hmm. the, the grain, grain weight's weight a lot lower on the uh, striper one yep what yep. is that a 460 or something on theirs i think it's like a 425 is it but you know one thing that i noticed in rio was one they're nice and they sink quick, but the problem with them is, is they're a thinner diameter, so they don't pull your fly down as good. So even though that that line's sinking and it feels nice in your hand, like the 425 salt, that's the same way. Cast great, feels great, but the diameter's thinner. So it works really good for like singles that are like medium, but if you get a bulkier head, I don't like it. And that's how like yeah, they do. They're not as... Yeah. They'll still sink good, and it does. And they do... Some of the striper lines, and even like the, the Rio one... They're not a bad casting musky rod line, but the diameter's thinner, so you got it great with minnows, stuff like that. It's perfect. Yep. Buford's mm, not yeah. the best. And if I'm sinking, and, uh, if I'm casting a sink eight, I want whatever I'm throwing to to sink. Yeah, and, and right? what that does is that creates a belly down underneath it. Then so now you got the fly under, so the fly's not acting the way that yep. it should. Where like that Cortland line, it's built and it's the heavier grain, the thicker line, and you handle that line. Even the running line's thick in it. You go to strip set into it, and the whole way down that you can be into the dang near into the backing, and it's still thick with it. But that helps that everything pull in an even keel, and that fly swims correctly. Then, yep. So, uh, so I'm buying the Pike Muskie eight sink eight instead of the striper. 
sink eight. Even though I like, no, this is pure vanity. I wanted the striper line because it's gonna look better. Have you thought about <laughs> needing the floater? Have you thought about getting the Pike Mosky eight weight floater for your R eight? You that know wouldn't I, be a. I hadn't thought about that. That might not because they do make it the whole way down to an eight, and uh-huh. that really might not be a bad option. No, that might be great. Yeah. So I think yeah, that probably be a good line for the R eight. It would. It'd be a real good line for the R eight. Maybe I'll have to try that and report back. But yeah, uh, when it comes to testing rods, if I you're at, if you're at a fly shop, ask if you can ask if they have a reel without the the yard line on it. Get something with a head with a taper and and try to cast it like you're going to the way you're going to use it. It's funny you For say now, that too okay. because I grabbed that rod and I was like, I'm going to go cast. And he pulls this box of these reels out. I was like, No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'd never seen that before. You know, I that's. That's funny. Oh, uh, if I throw poppers for bass right now, it's gonna be on a uh, on a five weight floating line, five weight. Awesome poppers. It. I, I don't like sending um, my five weight that I've had forever. I love uh, Saint Croix, uh, and I've, this is my first one ever. My first fly rod. I still have it. Still catches fish. So I don't want to run a sink line through it. Just because I like the way the eyes are, and we're gonna keep them that way. Uh huh. So That's it's my f- it's it's my floating line f- for bass. You're not gonna get that fixed at this point on no, that. No, right? we're right just gonna tag. keep it how it is. And uh, so I like running floating lines through it. Uh, I have other rods that I'll beat up for now, and with you know tight t- whatever sink lines that they right. have out here. That's good thinking. Yeah. So for that, no. Worst that, case is if you did. You can always send it back to Tom, and he can strip the guides off and rewrap it. Sure, again, it, it, it probably it probably needs it anyway. Uh, the way it looks, because yeah, you, can have any you see some cracks in this and that here and there. But uh, that's my that's what I'll be doing if I run poppers for. Uh, I would never do it for. Was both. that an imperial? Uh, no, it's a pro. Oh, what's it? Uh, what's the right above the pro? Yeah, way back remember, in the day, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I remember nice, there being a few. It's a, of it's a nice rod. Yeah. It's a really nice they, rod. They, I mean, it lasted decent stick. Lasted for. I, I got it when I was seventeen. I'm I'm pushing forty, so you know it's it's caught it steel was my first steelhead rod, and but that's just like I said, it, it'll be what I use for bass. But I like a nice light floating line through it. Nice little popper, you know. Five weight was your first steelhead rod. Oh yeah, bold and. Well, in the places, <laughs> in the, uh, not bold, it was fun. Oh, in yeah. In the places yeah. that we were fishing, they were small. You know, they're not big creeks, and, you know, and sure. I was never I taking it. I would never took it to Ohio it. and fished. I, I mean, I have, and I not anymore. I have, you know, no, bigger ruts where now. Where that area is, though, in yeah. that little creek like yeah, that? Yeah, a couple Perfect. little creeks, yeah. you know, we fished back then, you know, and all the, all the little PA trips there, none of them are big. Right. You know, you don't need a center pin in any of them. Good, because I ain't bringing one. <laughs> Good. My uh, man. Here, keep your ass in Ohio on <laughs> Conneaut. <laughs> like, don't worry. I'll just float it over to Ohio then. <laughs> 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 but, no, it's but I, it's it's just used for trouting and, and, and small bass and stuff. And I, I use that for my bass now. And, you know. Yeah, and so to, I like to, to just. Oh, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. no, I, I like the, the Cortland uh, line I got for it. Oh it's yeah, wonderful. Uh, like I was talking about getting a trouty line, uh, just a nice little light line. And uh, you guys were saying I, I haven't got to cast it on the uh, on any of the creeks or anything yet. 
but uh, just, you know, lawn casted it stupidly, you know, or whatever, but it's not going to cast too much more than a hopper dropper. So I, right. I, I can kind of, I got a good feel and it, it felt great. It was wonderful. So, yeah. And you were talking about the 404s. Right in the four, what was it? Uh, four, four, four. The, four, 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 the Portland four, yeah, four, four, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, yeah, I had to pick up one of those when you guys were talking about it. I grabbed some <laughs> other things. So uh, steel, four, four, some cleaner. Yeah, yeah, four, <laughs> four. Uh, but the, uh, I picked up some steel leaders. Well, Mark was tying me up some musky leaders yeah. before the. Got you three. Podcast. Is that enough? Yeah, that's that's. If I need more. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll make him a camp. Yes, there's we'll two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I take all my stuff too, and I've I've got five tied up on the so regular. That'll be fun. I there's two with uh, nylon, one with flora. Perfect. Nice. So my recommendation when casting a rod is find a buddy who has some rods, mm-hmm. and see if you can cast their rods when you're fishing or on a pond or something, because you're gonna you're gonna know a lot more about that rod trying to fish it than you are in the parking lot. Uh, of what of your fly shop of choice, 100%. right? And and uh, and that's, I think that's the final word on testing rods is yeah, test them all, yeah, in a real life situation. Em. Give her a swing. Yeah. Buy them from your local fly shop, but see if you can test them in the water and fish them. Yes, and that's right. Exactly. If you yep. like Mark said, if you can go out and you cast know most it in the creek, most most fly shops most are fly shops are, are even happy enough to take you out there and. If your, you know, the other option, they always will. Mm-hmm. So on that, we'll come back with some uh, Jim's airing of grievance on TSA Beast Talk and uh, Chris's loss of manhood. Kinda. Hey, and this is the only way to come back, especially after all that fun, fun uh, debate. Uh, uh, Jim has an airing of grievance, and uh, I want to hear about it because it has to do with TSA and. From my last uh, endeavor with them, oh, man, they broke. Uh, I took everything in the kitchen sink out west with me. I filled up a giant bag that fits my whole raft in it and uh, filled it full of fishing stuff. And uh, they said it broke open, and, and, and they, they searched the whole thing. And stuff was everywhere, and uh, it was terrible. But uh, so, yeah. Go ahead with your my Aaron, your Aaron grievance on TSA. So, TSA went to Florida, came back. So, left, went on my whole trip, left out of Cleveland Airport. Cleveland Hopkins Airport, I salute you guys. Thank you for not ruining my trip out of the gate. SRQ Airport, uh, you guys, you got me. You took my... Uh, my fishing pliers at the last minute. So I go through all the way through, you know, Sarasota. Like the real nice, like the real nice clipper, like, yeah, like ones. you know, the nice, nice, yeah. nice aluminum ones and nice got cutters on the side. Sure. Cut wire. Oh, gosh. You know, nice, nice pliers. So went my whole vacation. And as I was coming home, I go through, you know, TSA pre-check. And put my bags and everything. So I got my cameras and everything with me, too, because I was filming a wedding. So I sent everything through, and I figured my cameras are going to be, you know, what gets pulled out of my bag. No. They pulled my fishing pliers out of my bag. And I'm going, what's going on? And this lady goes, they're too long. And I went, what do you mean they're too long? And she goes, yeah, TSA specifications is they got to be seven inches long, and they, or they can't go on 
the plane with you. And I went, well, how long are they? And she put it down on the ruler, and it was seven and an eighth inches long. An eighth of an inch got my fishing pliers caught by SRQ Airport. So if you're listening, SRQ Airport, I hate you guys. You got my fishing pliers. Your solution to the whole problem was, hey, go all the way back to the beginning of the airport process and check in your fishing pliers and then mail them home to you. I wasn't doing all that. It was already a stressful enough situation. I hate you guys. You know what you're doing. You're stealing fishing pliers from people over eight of an inch. Yeah, I, I got my uh, multi-tool taken out of my, my fishing bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the funny thing is I actually had a knife in the bottom of the same fishing bag that they didn't see, and they pulled the multi-tool up, probably because they were, like, right on top of each other. So mm-hmm. they pulled the multi-tool out, never saw my knife. <laughs> knife still sits in there. Nice Chris, doll knife, but... Chris had the same problem with his pliers. Yeah, I totally thought they were stolen. And then uh, uh, I found them in my bag. I physically watched her steal <laughs> No, no, these, these, yeah, I physically had to hand oh, mine no, over. Oh, oh, I believe you. Like she was like, this can't go through. It has a knife on it. It was my little multi tool I always use for you know my fishing stuff. Like, what do you mean my multi tool? Like, huh? My my. What do you mean? <laughs> that's my, uh, like that's my thing. <laughs> like every time I go what fishing, like this is on my hip. Yeah, like like no, I feel naked you, right now. What do you mean? I so need a new pair now. There's no. There's no. I wouldn't. I didn't even think about the knife being on there. Like shit. Right? This you is just, these are just things I use. You know, tools we have. Like you don't ever think of. It's not a. It's not a harm. You don't think of harm on anybody when you just are carrying stuff that you use every day in your fishing. Unfortunately, right. other people do. <laughs> yeah. really, apparently and they're they actually the price we pay to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you never mean any harm. The guys I went to Mexico with, uh, the Hermansons brothers, uh, they were both walking to the airport from their hotel when they realized they were both carrying their Benchmade knives. Oh. And I mean, that they're $150 knives. Mm. So they went back to the hotel and they, because you even, even so, you can't take a, a knife into Mexico that's over like three inches long. So even if they put it in their luggage, it would still get confiscated. So they took a plastic bag out of their luggage. They put them both in there, and they buried them in the plants outside of the hotel. Uh, and they're in Florida, so it's, it's fine, right? And they got back. They went back to their hotel, pulled their baggie of their knives back out when they got back from Mexico. <laughs> Man, <laughs> modern, <laughs> modern problems require modern solutions. Yeah, perfect. That's like smart couple that guys i would have never fantastic. thought of that i never would have thought of, i'd have been like shit i am out one knife yes right yeah like there's a hundred and they're like no let's just bury it in the dirt <laughs> that is a bag. great idea yeah, that was a great wow. idea they made a time capsule for yeah. about a week mm. later yeah for a week it's <laughs> 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 oh, great stuff um so we're gonna get into some beast talk because last week our friend wasn't here uh, and we talked about it, and we're going to talk about it every week until yeah. it's here. Because it's going to be here soon. It'll be here fast, man. And it's sold out. Yeah, that's huge. That's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, good job, guys. It's been it's been I've been doing this uh, event for ever. It feels like now I missed one year because of a wedding, but I still made it up and hung out and said hello to y'all. Um, and this is boy, my. I can't. I just. I, I just can't get enough of it. I love it so much. It's something we look forward to as soon as it's done. And 
You know, yeah. you got if you're not there, you got to be there. It's one of the few things that when it's over, I'm already looking forward to it happening again. Right. Like there aren't many guaranteed yearly things that, you know, when it's over, I'm not like, all right, good. I need to I need I need to recoup whatever. No, I'm driving back home and I'm like, dude, I can't wait until next year. Oh, it's even like show season stuff. Like I look forward to the shows, and it's but it's like as soon as they're done, you're like, oh, thank God that's over. Right. And I like the beast. You're like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, another couple more days. I had like an like a depression last year. Whenever we got back from the beast for like two days, I'm like, man, I'm I'm just, I'm just not right. I need to be on beast mode. Yeah, it, like it. I'd it like does. to drink some of that uh, Yellowstone, please. It definitely um, puts. Uh, it just it. Man, the camaraderie that's going on there. It's just the times with your friends, you know, the I time you get to spend on the boat, uh, the people that are there. Uh, and this year, I feel like it's going to be as big as ever at camp. Uh, oh, man. I feel like it's, I mean, I feel like this we is got, our, We got the camp I next like door the, now, too, uh, right? We're, we're, we're working on that. Oh. Jay still has to do oh, some talking you? to friends from that. Say, I'm yeah. working on this, okay? <laughs> I like we're, how he's it's, like, it's, still, it's, it's not going to be the two days before. And then Jay's like, okay, no, I'll fully go talk to it's, him. It's still, it's not even August yet, fellas. I'm not concerned. Means, I'm, sleeping, I'm that's, sleeping in a camper. That's you too much. Know, I, have, I have a cabin. That's a valid point. I have a cabin. <laughs> well, I'm so. just saying, me and you together, we have 80 feet of boat. That's true. We have 80 feet of boat. Between. I don't, well, think, I don't you know, think that we can is also true at all. Well, the camp Neither of us have 40 foot no, boats, between, Captain but Math. I know, but I mean like <laughs> truck and trailer. Oh, yeah. We have 80 feet of boat and trailer. Absolutely. Well, the camp across the way can park any boat of any size. I mean, Jim will let us park there, but we can't sleep there. Unless it rains. Get the camp. That's fine. I just want to leave my camp, truck and my boat there. The camp right down from us, I'm pretty sure I'm I'm, I'm going to talk to the owner of it. Is that the one you slept guy. at that one night? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to talk to him. Yeah, well, different owners now. Still good, close friends. Uh, that owns camp right next to them. Before yeah, that, it's it's my, uh, it's, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's Super Dave. I got to get a hold of Super Dave. I was just thinking that there's still, yeah, there's going to be quite a few that are going to need to put a room. Yeah, so sleep. Super, well, I'll get a hold of Super Dave. Yeah. And Super Dave is one of those type of guys that's cool. Nice. So as long as we maybe leave something cool at the camp for him, he would probably be we can mighty, make. mighty, uh, you know, bottle of bourbon sitting there maybe on the we counter, you know, maybe something else hanging out, you know, for him or whatever it be. You know, just w- w- a couple good gestures. We'll make him a beast basket. Yes, exactly. I think I think he'll mm-hmm. appreciate that most of all. And maybe if we just leave him something like that, it'd, he'd probably just let us stay there. So that's what my dad was telling me. And he's closer to him than I am. But I got to get a hold of him and ask him, man, to man, hey, can we have a couple fellas stay at the camp? Make sure we'll keep it clean. Nobody's gonna, you know, mess anything up. And right, we're all guys that are really more worried about fishing than we are yeah you're just literally crashing and yeah and you only get like that place would literally be just a walk down crashing yeah, that's it and sleeping yep. yeah come yeah. back up yeah so uh is that the guy with the outhouse uh that's our outhouse but it's oh, both okay. of ours we share it together it is a fancy so, outhouse so we sh- all share it together okay us and that them them and super so, dave? yeah and super dave so okay i know we all know super dave we all have kind of mutual things with super dave i think he wouldn't Mine just, you know, okay. maybe throwing us cool. the keys one night. So, And it's a nice camp stay at. You know, are they local at. or where are they? Uh, he's a Pittsburgh guy. Is he? Yeah. Nice. Real nice guy. 
I've known Mom Dave here. for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's good dude though. He good dude. He was uh he was up there for uh, uh hunting with his grandsons and stuff. Uh first day of hunting season. And uh you know, you can tell when he was up there with his grandsons he was, you know, a little more reserved. He wasn't being super Dave, but you know, he was he's a good dude. Very That's good cool. people. So they used to camp for the same things we do, you know, yeah. getting up there hunting and fishing and I think uh, that's a good time of year that they're never up there anyway, so we'll be able to get up there and cool. Yeah, visit. and we don't get crazy up there, right? Like we have a good time, we eat well. We don't. I mean, I don't. In we, the we indulge a loud, little, there's loud talking, but nobody's yeah, but gonna, nobody's flipping over tables no, and starting no. fights or oh, it's, we're no, all kind of to bed early yeah. actually, the, or I think bar the neighbors, hopping Saturday night until one in the morning. Well, hell. That's after everything's over. Yeah, we did do that once. Oh, see, that did happen last year. We did well, do that once. I did not. I was. We might do that this year. And that, <laughs> hey, but that's how we met the guy that said, "Hey, you can use my camp next year." What do you mean? I, I've known that guy forever. But I yes, know, but, but the, we we met him there, sure. and he solidified it. I was there yes. for that. That's all because of bar hopping. And he said, "The beast and you guys being here is the reason these camps are here, and this is awesome." Cool. And so Jim gives us the full salute. He loves us. He thinks it's so cool having all those boats there. He loves every boat. He's like, <laughs> look at that dude's boat. That's a nice-ass boat. You see that boat? I like that boat, too, because he has a jet himself right there. Oh, cool. So uh, he's he's a, he's a good fisherman himself, and, you know, it's it, I like that that feel of the camp and everybody in the that's all around there liking that we do that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fun. It's uh, there's a never couple, in all the there's year. There's a I mean, couple nice campgrounds otherwise, though. Yeah, man, I said, never in all the years I've been going there, and I always go up early and everything, anybody's ever, it's always nice, and no one's ever beefed, nothing, and even, like, when I'm there before, they'll stop, you know, and ask, and, like, no, we're, you know, just BSing on their way. Yeah, always, yeah, just nice people rolling around in our area, but there's a lot of nice, uh, like I was saying, there's other areas you can camp if you are getting a, uh, if you're going up there, and you're from out of town, and you don't have a cabin up there, like we have, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's a couple. Buckaloons has a nice one. There's mm-hmm. a campground there. Uh, I'm not sure where everybody else stays. I think if you go to the <coughs> to the uh, Nittany Island, Nittany Nittany Musky Alliance. Wow, the Nittany Valley Musky Alliance. There you go. Thank you, Chris. I got you. If you go to their page, you can find out other nice places to stay. You know, you could stay at the hotel. We did the one year. I like to camp better, yeah. but you know, there's a lot of nice places to camp around there. And you can camp on the lake. And there are there are campgrounds on the river on the way down if you're going to fish the river. Uh, the campgrounds on the lake are boat in, which are pretty cool. But I mean, you don't have any power, uh, so you can't really charge your boat if that's something you need to do. Yeah, good point. There are a lot of nice B and B's right on the oh, over yeah. there too as well. If you want to, you know, if you have the mm-hmm. cash to spend, go stay at a nice place where your boat can go right to, or leave from. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of cool, and you know, if you're gonna fish the Warren area, you know, if you're gonna fish the river, stay up there. Uh, we're not saying we don't want you down our way, but like yeah, make, why, make, why run all that? Yeah, make your morning better. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of water involved in all that. Yeah, we uh, well, and for years we talked about uh, their their summer tournament fishing, staying at my place or getting a an Airbnb down in Franklin, 
and fish in that summer tournament, but they got rid of the the extended river access. So you can only fish down to how far down does it go now this year? I didn't even Yeah, look. Th- yeah, they got rid of the Oil City Franklin section of the Allegheny. <coughs> so it, it cuts off at I don't know if it's Henry's Bend, don't hold me to that. But it's somewhere between Tynest and Henry's Bend that they that they cut it off. Has it ever crossed your mind, you guys' mind, to uh, put that jet on on the old uh, the river up there? Yeah, we're doing it this year. Are you? Heck yes. Both days. Both days. Friday. Both days. Friday and Saturday. And we're gonna pre-fish it Thursday on the river. You better. Yeah. You got the boat for it. That that's exactly it. Is you know if we have a tiny bit of water, I can run that boat, and you know the river's been on fire this year, so. Definitely hitting the river. Big, oh, big so fish. So you are going to fish the river. Big fish. Big oh. fish. Big fish in the river, dude. Broad daylight, you fooled me. Oh, <laughs> for real? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, there's giant fish there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we caught a monster, you know, right in the river. Yeah. In, in a raft. Uh, and actually went over another, the same size fish that got caught by somebody else that I had to pee. And we rode through the eddy that it got caught in, I think. Yeah, and, and that's that's the best part of having the jet is, you know, we know what spots we want to hit. We're not going to fish that. We're not going to fish crap water. We can go from spot to spot to spot in the jet. And I think it's just going to be trout water. It's not nice to call it crap water. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some really nice trout in that water too, though. You might get one to hit. You might get one to hit. One of Mark's Mark's musky flies. I hear trout hit good on those flies. From what I hear, I put people in Virginia to swear by them. Yeah, but there's not a there's not a section of that river that during the course of a day we couldn't hit from where we're allowed to fish on both ends. I doubt I doubt we'll be up at the dam, but who knows? It depends on water levels. Yeah, I like it at man, there's a couple water levels and I and don't I don't you wanna, wink at I don't want to put <laughs> I don't want to put boat. I don't want to put too much, you know, information out there, but I think like three to seven is great. I don't know. We hopefully we'll have the water by then for them to you know, it to be that. Yeah. Uh especially on the river. I flow to the river quite a few times uh uh but you know I've, and i've done well both ways you know i've seen bigger fish on the river we won uh, off the lake uh you know there's the creek there as well i mean you there's so much water that you can use and you could even go on foot yeah you yeah. absolutely can uh but they're not i mean right now they're not dumping almost any water out of the reservoir so we're going to need a wet August Either. and a wet September in order to get the, the river levels up. You'll be in the lake 100%. with me. I will not. You will. I won't. They're going to they're gonna raise it up, man. It's gonna I'm happen. sorry I got a prop, I hope so. Chris. We got till October. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I got a prop. I wish I could come join you. You can. I can. I'm going to lose something in the, in yeah. the process. <laughs> I mean, it might be a lower unit. <laughs> Trim yeah, I mean, there are, there are spots you can, and... You know, if you get scared, I'll I'll put a rope on that, on you and pull yeah, you up I'll through. trim her up and you just tow <laughs> me through it. <laughs> Do you have a tunnel on yours or no? No. Okay. Because I know they make tunnels for props too. Yeah. No. Not here, bud. Right on. 
I might have to prop it all the way up, and you're going to have to tone me slow. I might have – you know what? Whoever my teammate is might even have to get out. I well, can't, wait. I can't sit that shallow. Wait. Wait, wait. Wait, wait are, you, are you trying to say something about one of your teammates? Huh? No. Or both <laughs> of them. <laughs> wow. I see where he's going there. Wow. You're – Oh, no, Jay, that's, already, that's very. I, 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 I was going with the boat. I was going with the boat, and you're going at a dig. Listen, physical abilities are not to be judged. Okay, Jay. Yeah, disability shamer. I didn't say disability. I just don't. Listen, he has his Chris ability. I don't want to. I don't want to run my boat. Four inches of water. You know, shit. You better put Chris in the back of the boat. No, you want me right in the middle. You want, you want me right in the middle. <laughs> you're, you're probably right. <laughs> oh, I'm right. I know you're right. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's going to be a good beast, though. Uh, I know we're going to have more food than we know what to do with. I'm waking everybody up at 2 a.m. this time. Uh, I, we will pun- Mark will punch you in the face first. I'll make him. <laughs> That'll be my last beast at the, if it's at 2 a.m. It'll, yeah. it'll be your last day of walking <laughs> if you wake us up at 2 a.m. Nah. But no, I do think I'm going to do breakfast we were, this year. We were all sitting there. This his alarm's going. So this yes, is, I want to use your flat top. I will use your flat top. Yeah. I want to do breakfast. Yeah, uh, use the flat top. Uh, all the stuff will be there. Just I mean, it's, I got a uh, black sheet baking company locally out of my own hometown, Brookfield. Oh, there you go. So yeah, I'll, I'll make yeah, sure I, I know bring that some kid. Yeah, yeah, that's a good kid. Two years ago, we did breakfast every morning. We just did eggs, hash browns, uh, bacon, and you had that chorizo. Uh huh. Yeah, get some more of that. Yeah. So I mean it's it's quick and easy. Mm. You just gotta remember to keep it lower. Well, I'm trying to like well, this think what, about what I, like what I want to contribute. So I figured, you know, last year everybody got up, they kinda just No, no, woke here up no, and no had what do you mean everybody left. here? I was trying to explain this. We all get up at four thirty in the morning because some asshole's alarm's going off. Listen, like a man. Listen, don't us, worry about hold the on, alarm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. None of us had to be up at this moment. Well, no, we don't worry about the alarm. We were worried about the four snoozes after the alarm. <laughs> yeah, come it's on, dude. Shut the shit off. You guys are getting one, and I'm gonna be yeah. up. Oh, I was. I I know, and and and, and he, it's just not going off. And I'm like, oh man. And then all of a sudden, I'm 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 kind of like getting a little mad. And then Mark, I hear Mark get up. I'm like, oh, Mark's pissed. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this, I, I don't this even know. is great. I, I got, even, I got I this know, one. I don't even know, know whose alarm it is at this point. I'm like, where the hell's the alarm? It was, like, was pissing me off too. Sure. So I'm up. I'm like, Mark's up. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get up. Uh, well, you're welcome. All right. <laughs> or, and this is at 4:30 in the morning. You know what I mean? And we're like, and we're all standing outside. Go ahead, go ahead, buddy. Mark's famous words to me. You know what I don't want to be right now? What's that, Mark? Awake. <laughs> I'm like, can we start coffee? If I'm going to be awake, at least I need we did. coffee. We okay. did. Rick we and I were still coffee. asleep. No, oh, well, I can hear. We can. We could hear you. Your CPAP machine was going. You could hear it. Do you feel like Tom Cruise and Top Gun? All the time. <laughs> Look at me. You could hear three. <laughs> e- <laughs> oh, that's funny. They always talk about that stuff on uh, the old BNT show there. Your wife probably likes you being a, a fighter pilot. Yeah. She thinks it's dead sexy. Yeah. Fighter pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's mistaken Lord of the Rings for Top Gun. <laughs> hey, 
I gotta tell you, bang I, by F Vader, dude. I love that thing. Uh, oh, it it drowns. It I drowns like the sound. It drowns everything out. I'm a pretty big fan of breathing, and I get to <laughs> yes. do that. Yeah, yeah. That's, ultimately, you get to breathe. That's great. <laughs> I'm a pretty big fan of breathing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. And I got a, I got a new one like six months ago, and it's it's quiet. It's real quiet. What's the matter? No, there's been a topic on, I swear to God, every radio show that I've heard, and I've listened, I listened to a few, even sports ones, about sleep divorce. Come again? Sleep divorce? No? Nobody's following? No? No, I thought you were going with Is that like separate bedrooms? Yes, yes, yes. Couples sleeping in separate bedrooms. And And I heard for millennials, this is just like a huge thing, and- me and no, that's I. I could never. What? I I can barely sleep without my wife when we leave town from each other. There's no way. Like no, no, and I think no. Neither of us snore though, and I don't have to have a CPAP. Thank gosh. I mean, I I thank gosh. I mean, I'm 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 three beers and about sixteen hot dogs away. It's not that um, bad. I would imagine it'd be really nice. Uh, I like breathing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I, but I There's bet, I bet no the, uh, way you'd remember to hook that thing up. Which, but night. like, <laughs> you know, even for uh, if you if you any of you guys snore, like <laughs> you, no, no thought on. process on ever doing that. <laughs> no. Do you sleep in a different room with your wife? No, and I would hate it. I I love being there with my wife. Dog, I hate having a foot in your lower back or some shit. I got a drifter whenever we sleep. So, like you're you're you're. So you're saying you sleep in a different other. room? I would I would take a separate room in a heartbeat. Is she vertically oh challenged? God. I don't know what <laughs> it is, but it's like you wake up and it's like you sleep in horizontal in the bed. Like I don't know how we got what? there throughout the middle what? of the night, but we're here. Wow. What? Yeah, I'm still straight are up you and sti- down, and she's. All are over you the place are you sleeping here. with a ten year old child? I it's don't answer that question. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That locked me. How did we get here, fellas? We lost Mark. We lost them both. <laughs> we lost James. <laughs> we lost them both. <laughs> wow, that fell apart real quickly. <laughs> and we're back. I feel good now. I'm, yeah. I'm better. I'm better. Mark's not. I'm here. Mark's okay. I we, don't. Know, we, I don't necessarily know how okay. I feel. Okay. Uh, and and <laughs> um, violated. Um, I was just referring to when I sleep with my child. You know, or if she's in our bed, you know what I mean, with my wife and I. This isn't getting any better. No, you know what I mean. If you know, you're sleeping with the kids. You, I guess maybe pa- it's time to move on to Chris's. Um, no. Losing his nuts. Any parents? So Mark, I'm getting. Mark was looking. Mark was looking. Oh, uh, he wanted to do it all. Now he wants to do it. So here we go. You so know, I'm so getting a vasectomy. Yeah. No, so, so, so you know, when your six-year-old sleeps in bed with you guys. You're still he's, going. He's sideways. How do you, That's where how, I was going with that. How do you say this? This is a perfect segue. <laughs> yes, a perfect segue into, hey, well, this is a good reason to have your nuts cut off. Yeah, and I'm going to have that happen. Uh, I went Friday for my appointment, and I thought it was just going to be like more of like a psyche valve. Like, hey, 
Uh, are you sure you know what you're doing? Do you have enough kids? Have talk. Do you have kids? Uh, it turned into a, uh, all right, now I just need to check some things. And I was like, okay, cool. And he goes, yeah, uh, I just need you to stand up. And I was like, oh, this is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So he has to pull each of them. Oh, oh mm. wow. And uh, I wasn't interested in that happening. Uh, oh, no, are any of us interested in that happening? So medically, the they have to see the tube in the back to make sure they can sure. find it and do it the in the office. The vast deference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pulls on old lefty. He's like, all right, right there. Pulls on righty, and he's like, oh, I can't really find it. And then he yanks on it. Uh. And, and I make this noise. He <laughs> goes, uh... You know, I, this one's this one's kind of this vast deference is kind of short, and I was like, "But it works." And he's like, "Yeah, it has nothing to do with that." I was like, "Okay, just just so we're clear." Is that why I leaned to the left a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "But so we're gonna have to do it. Uh, you're gonna have to be sedated because in order for me to keep pulling down on this to cauterize it and everything, it will be exceptionally painful." And I went, "You mean I wasn't gonna be awake the first time?" And he's like, no, most people, you know, just do local and stay awake, and I do it here Shane, in the office. My cousin Shane, and you know, it's like my best friend, so I talked to him very closely. He did a local. Yeah, that's not um, happening. No, I did. I did a full under. Yeah. And I would ten times over, not even thinking or knowing what he had felt. To I know I'm going under. Yeah, same. I want to go under. under. I'm f- very fortunate enough that I have never had genital surgery. So, uh, I'm, you know, I went in and she took my blood pressure and it was like 180 over 110. Ooh. And she goes, that's high. And I went, yeah, I'm fat and it's not usually that high. <laughs> she goes, well, uh, are you nervous? And I said, well, I've never had genital surgery before. So I think so. <laughs> and from <laughs> whatever, <laughs> let's, let's test it again in a couple of minutes. And we retook it and it was like 130 over 79 or something. When she made you a little more comfortable? Yes, after we yes. got to talk and we were fine. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's happening. Because three is no, enough. Here, three, here, three's kids is enough. Yes, and I will tell you from experience, because after one, I had mine. And uh, just through circumstance, you know, different things... Uh, Wife having cancer, different things. Just not good for us to have kids after one having, sure. luckily having one, even at, at mm-hmm. that rate. Uh, but, you know, uh, that was a terrible experience for me. It really was. Like, I don't know what it was. If it was mental, and and like I said, I had some I had some other side problems. That, that, and we talked with other friends that were had terrible. It, it, was, it was not good for me. I talked to Michael. Michael had it done, our other good friend, uh, and he didn't. He had a he had a very similar experience to me. Like it just is. It's not. No, I don't know, man. I feel great now, and this is years past. Like as I had mine a long is, time and ago. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying, but is it? I don't know. So like a uh, kind of like going into a like a high wrong or something. Can you think yourself into this one? Uh, you know, I don't know if you could, like, if it's more of a mental thing than not a mental thing, but. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Chris's face, ca- facial expressions <laughs> yeah, have changed. Yeah, yeah. you're not going <laughs> to come out on the other side the same. I'll tell you that. Well, of course not. Um, but that's what surgery is kind of about. Well, but I'm saying, <laughs> you know, like I said, it took me like a year. It took me probably nine months to a year to be. I want you to know perfect. right now, this did not help. 
So <laughs> I'm just telling you on my personal experience to be mentally oh the m- man I was before I felt oh see it that, took a year to for me. I am not concerned about that because I'm 43 years old. I have three beautiful healthy children. My wife's 36. She she had the same experience as your wife. Uh, we were lucky to get three kids. Yeah. It would be bad if we were to have another one. And that's the overriding thought with me is her health. And to be quite honest, I would probably have a fourth or a fifth kid if I was 10 years younger. Uh, but I don't want to roll the dice again, man. Like, I'm 43. She's 36. You know, she went through no. chemo no, we and need you all on this, that stuff. We need you on this podcast so yeah. you can't have more kids. Yeah, I'm not having time, more kids. Time here, not there. <coughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, that that was my week. What do you, uh, what's that, uh, gosh, that quarterback um, from the Chargers, Philip uh, Rivers. Rivers, just is now just having his 11th kid, or no, 10th kid. So now he can field a whole team of a football team with him as quarterback. Wow. Well, Bobby De Niro is having a kid at 79, 80 years old. How many is Cromartie up to by now? Remember him? At the one point, they had like oh, uh, nine no to idea. like eight women or something. And then like uh, well, that was like 15 years well, ago. He's got to be up to some. Nick Cannon. What's his name? It was all to one woman. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. They made me think of that. He's more ma- or something. Weird. Nick Cannon's got like a baker's dozen, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a oh, quite I'm a sure. few. I'm sure. Yeah, he's wilding out, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got that kind of thing. <laughs> so I'm my, sticking with three. Yeah, my my brother-in-law. <laughs> I've been telling him he's got three already. He just had his, his one. His last one's one year old. I was like, bro, you know, you you should probably just you know do it so you have more time. It's a time thing for me. Yeah. Like and Mark and Mark and I speak was only having one kid. Like and I and his and, and Jim also has one son who's older. All of our kids are older. Like our kids can watch your kids. My my <coughs> situation was a little different. If I'd have went into it differently, I don't know. I mean I if I'd have had more or not, but starting at twenty getting things going by the time I was even where I'd want to have another one, I was like, yeah, I don't want another one anymore. Yeah, right that's, on. That's it's already Probably it's been a shit show years. off the rip. Everything leading up to this has been a challenge, being a young parent like that. Yeah. I get it. It's interesting. I had my daughter at 30, and again, it just, uh, yeah. by the time then time came for the next one, it just. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong and answer. Anywhere I'm, between I'm, zero and 20 <laughs> kids, this you thing, know, do what makes you happy. This thing was starting to get real then. Mm-hmm. And I had lack of time and lack of time I wanted to spend or have to spend, you know, on something else. And for me, it was very, you know, it, 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 I'm like, I always tell everybody I'm, I'm selfish as far as even that goes. You know what I mean? To even try. It's like, eh, we're just, nope. And then by the time it gets so far, you're like, eh, now I'm on the other end. Like Mark, my, my kid's almost 10 years old. I only got a few more years. Your kids, they're going to be out of high school real, real, real soon. Real so, soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I, there is no, oh, I'm way. not no, interested. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm, we're, I'm, I'm looking toward the other side of things at this point. Not you, my friend. Not me. No, not <laughs> me. Barrett will turn seven weeks old this week. Do you, do you need, 
what the diaper situation doing good? You all right? You guys doing? Yeah, yeah we're good. But it's I know how they go through a million, right? Oh my goodness! Oh my! And right when you change it, and you're like, I'm going to change this diaper. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Your child's much. name is Barrett. What do you expect? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's fair. Does it pair shit in the diapers? Yes. <laughs> you, ever sure seen a, you ever seen a 50 cal shit? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my new joke. Does it bear shit in a diaper? That, cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we got anything else, Jay? No, I think that's it. As long as your balls are going to keep getting cut off, and we're going to keep talking about it. Yeah, I think I get to keep the balls. <laughs> they're just going <laughs> to no, 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 cut no, one no. of the tubes. You're going to be like my dog up there <laughs> yeah, running around with no, no nuts. It's, it's no. Not, sir, it's, sir, wait no, a second. No, you got to no. put them back. I'm not going to a vet. Like, this is a real doctor. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. We'll just, just throw you up there. We'll get a Wait. nice mount of it up here on the wall. Yeah. Oh, Chris, be... Chris is nuts. Well, behind, right behind you, his head. How, how can you guys have them when my wife do already you... has them beside the bed? <laughs> We're just going to borrow them. How long do you have to wear a cone for? it? <laughs> <laughs> if I was skinnier, longer. <laughs> oh, God. You got, next, next week, they're coming in here with a cone. <laughs> All right, I'll, on that, uh, Mark. Uh, we're brought to you by Yeti, built for the wild. A-Rex Hooks, check them out. Fresh saltwater, com. Sims Fishing, find them at simsfishing.com. And Cortland Lines, that time of the year, muskies coming. Get your uh, muskie sink for sink gates. Friends of the show, Ryan Evans at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis, Down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, our friends over at Muskie Fool, and the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance. Have a great week.